So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car. <laughs> I don't know, like touch a fly was it moving? Like, no, nah, feel pretty locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Yo, what's up? We sound a little more lively this week. Everyone got some rest. We're into it. Episode 40 plus two. Ooh, 40 plus two, zero. Just kidding. Wah, 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 wah. That's funny. So, uh, yeah, that was a joke. I don't know if anyone else is going to get it. If they listen to episode 42 or not. That was, that was just a, a sample of... I'm here and I don't get the joke. It, I just played a, an old episode as a, as our intro for this episode. Ah. So, I got it. Yeah, so, you know, like... Um, this isn't episode 42, this is episode 40. Uh, where's the, where's the, like, the womp, womp, womp button? Oh, I don't know, man. Should I hunt for it? Uh, you already guess? know where it's at. I really don't. Um, I think it's yellow. Um, Nope. nope. There we go. <laughs> so we're still playing with our Rodcaster Pro, and we haven't set up our own sounds yet. So this week you still get to deal with uh, our crickets and our <laughs> shitty laugh track. And, and the bebop music. I don't, yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever that is, like yeah, whatever peppy that, jazz yeah, or... weird rock thing is, hopefully. It sounds like if uh, somebody's going to get an introduce or come on stage, like uh, Jimmy Fallon would come out to that. <laughs> this is... Muppet Monday podcast is just like, we should just like make it a late night Sunday night show. It's like, oh, this is just late night television. Late night with <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> So yeah, uh, welcome to another week. Episode 47? 49? 44. 50? It's 44. Um, I still haven't shit out the prize pack from episode 40 raffle. Sorry. <laughs> so now you, you understand my, my, you know, like... This is the first time. When I, I had, when, and I never was really bad with it, but the, the second I moved out of the house, I just had nothing and I couldn't... I just never got the fucking packages out. It's so much harder... When I have so much else going on. And I feel bad because I'm normally like, the winter happens Saturday or Monday or Sunday or whatever the fuck. And the shit's and in the mail. Yeah, it's in the mail like Wednesday by the latest. Like, they got it before the next episode airs, you know? But I blew it. Not today. Still blowing it. Not tomorrow. It's, it's been like two weeks. I'm looking at it. I have access to everything now. The shirts are right here. Did you put the uh, the, the, the prize pack together yet? No, but I have access to all the prize materials now. I can actually get to everything. I mean, there's three of us here. We can help you with this and then just take yeah. it out. We'll do it. We'll do it tonight. I'll film it on Instagram and we'll take some pictures and the stuff we'll put in it and you'll be like, oh, this is a great package. I have to go to UPS store tomorrow. I can send it off. We could do that. Okay. Are there clothes tomorrow? They're not clothes? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I'm, not going to holiday. Work. I'm not going to work tomorrow. I'm going on Tuesday. Hmm. Tuesday. Is she cutting out? I no. did hear myself cut out, but... I hear you. I just think it was... Maybe I had you down too low, because you're softer spoken. Yeah. So I gotta turn you up some. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, she's pegging the mic in and out. But, yeah. Give your little cord a little bit. It's probably just in our earphones, though. Oh, yeah, because of the compressor. Yeah. I don't know how that works. That's okay. I'll just turn your noise gate off. 
Because I can do all these things now. Okay, anyway. I don't know what that so how many heads do you so. think we turned today? Two? <laughs> <laughs> so me and Thomas took our Sunday and we rode our 50 kits. Little like slow bikes around town. Like pretty clean bikes. He had his uh, black nostalgia like brought back from the dead and fired right up. Did and you see your Moped Money podcast post about it? I saw you. Thomas has access to the Instagram now. Yeah. You can make posts. <laughs> so, But then I see all the messages that come through. Yeah, that's fine. I, I thought it was funny. My phone was blowing up. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. And I was like, oh, okay. It's the fucking... All these damn notifications. Yeah, it's the, somebody hitting them up in the DMs. Dude. But yeah, man, we, uh, we had a fun day. Like, I worked in the garage and built some more stuff. I got the rest of my stuff out of my city garage, so... I'm completely See you out later. of that. I'm down to one moped garage, and I can make it my own home and hopefully never have to move it for at least 10 years. And today was a testament. You rode your moped into the city, and it was close as fuck. Dude, so close. I'm, li- I'm literally like <laughs> three miles from my other apartment. Yeah. It was like right in the middle of the city, so I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm still here. Like I'm still city limits. Like it's. Yeah, my old house is like right at six miles, which is... Just barely past the like comfort zone of like, oh, I'll just rip into the city real quick and go ride around town or like run an errand on my moped. But yeah. it's not that far, but it is for just me. Just far enough to be annoying. Yeah. Yes. Just barely. That's another thing we're trying to, you know, like we're looking for houses. Like how far out do you want to go? You either just go for it and get out in the fucking woods mm-hmm. and fuck it. Yeah, we got all this land. Look at us. We on the cut. Yeah, come visit me, man. It's like I'm a 45 minute curvy road drive. You know, just, oh, you, you, you need an inner tube? No problem. It'll take you an hour to get here. Like, visit you? No thanks. Can you ship it? <laughs> Can you ship it? You have to sell that parts business. Oh, dude. No, I would. Listen. <laughs> so, Sal, RVA Mopeds. <laughs> Yeah, he's still hustling too. He came over and bought some Vespa parts. Yeah, so I'm working on a little Vespa the other day. He's got a couple bikes over there, Ryan's. A couple stacks. Dude, I got I once I got the rest of my stuff out of the garage, I was like, damn, like there's a lot of shit in here. Did still. we tell you that story? Uh, no. Then we no. can't tell it here. What? He doesn't know what he's talking about. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> some inappropriate story that we can't talk about. Okay, sorry. <laughs> These buttons are so tempting. I don't know if you guys understand. It's like they're colorful and they're right beside me and they're within like touching distance. I can't and I can punch. just like mm, do dumb stuff for no reason. Hopefully, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to blow it out. It's not going to get old, I swear. I I'm biting my tongue over here. <laughs> I swear. I'm going to have to get They're like colorful. That. They're within reaching distance. <laughs> it's hard. I'm so tempted. I, I can to just touch, touch it. it. It's like a Teletubby's fucking penis. Oh my god, Jason. <laughs> Colorful. <laughs> oh, why did I come? To but I didn't say the D word, so it's good. I replaced it. It's I clinical. Adult. It's clinical. I believe phallus would have also been accepted. I was just like, <laughs> God, I submit myself to this every week. Thank God. Dude. Michael. Rude. We uh we twerked on that little Tomas today for a little bit, the the blue one we got for 175 bucks. You twerked on it? Yeah. Okay. You know, tweak, twerk. But I didn't want to say it like in a sexual manner, not like I'm trying to like twerk on it, like back it up or nothing. I had visions in my head of you doing just Look, that, that was a little too far. I was, like, <laughs> I was just I was just 
just using words here. <laughs> so if you ever get a bike, you want to like stash away. Like Sorry. Fill it full of transmission fluid and like heavy two-stroke, and let it all fill up the carburetor, and then drain the gas. What happened? I know nobody was listening. No, we weren't. Sorry. I was, to, I was trying to move on with the show, but you two assholes just make these fucking decisions about going off the, the cusp and talking about things other than mopeds. You know we don't make decisions here. What are you talking about? This thing just happens. You guys are criminal. It's so organic. Oh, today I saw more people in my moped club that I haven't seen like in a while. Like all Two of them all rode in one mopeds. Oh. Dude, Nigel and Sal both rode mopeds to my place. Sal's in your club? Sal's in your club. Fuck yeah, when that happened. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Nigel and Cubby rode uh, their mopeds over to the house and Noah and... Um, Are you going to edit that out later? No, I fucking know. <laughs> Noah and Vince... We don't do edits here. Noah and Vince rode the DRZs because we also have a DRZ club. Yeah. Um, and we had a moped rally meeting. Ooh. So I've mentioned it on the podcast before, and I have a patch on my cut that says wet, wet, which oh is Lord. the alternative <laughs> um, sub club for black, black. It's our, it's our moped. Not our, it's not our moped club. It's our vintage jet ski club. Mm-hmm. And... 2020, we're having the they we're having the wet wet rally. Oh, uh, y'all are going to uh, Water Country USA. That could be a good alternative. <laughs> I like that. I might bring that up. Uh, we're gonna try to do. See, they just need to hand over the helm to me and help, let me help plan. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to. You guys got enough on your plate, dude. You gotta reapply for Moped Army. Uh-huh. You gotta. Gotta do this like fucking riding chatter. Like geez. we're gonna change our roster. Just half of us reapply and leave the other half still retired, so that we'll have two pages. <laughs> we are not so, reapplying. Sure, sure you are. So we already talked about this before. Actually, sorry, you guys reapplied. Um, the coin's been dropped. Yeah, sorry. Oh. Um, but yeah, we are gonna have a moped rally, and it's wet, wet themed. So the whole thing is to be about like jet skis. And water sports. So you're going to build one of those mopeds with a jet ski wrapped around it? I don't know what kind of like things we're going to do. We have a year to plan this out. So we have time it's to do time. some creative stuff. You you're know? already late. We should just rent um, pontoon boats. Oh, that could be nice. And go pontooning. You can do it at Ed Allen's. You can rent pontoon boats down there. We're going to, we're buying a shitty jet ski. We're well, not shitty. We're going to buy like a <laughs> running jet ski and like, you know, have rides. I think, uh, who's gonna gonna, like tag it and license it and all that shit you have to have like a boater's license to drive it in virginia yeah it's fine it's just gonna be for the weekend dude like who cares (laughs) i think we're gonna have a like a life vest for cuts that weekend like i think that'd be pretty fun i have a life vest ashley can i go buy a jet ski no it's gonna get weird i don't know what we're gonna do yet (laughs) we're just in the early stages but we had like a black black meeting and had members and we sat around and we talked about this um, is no the new yes that we're trying to do next year so stay That's tuned exciting. stay tuned maybe it'll is it going to be here in Richmond yeah it's going to be in Richmond Virginia you just keep know. it simple wet wet fucking buy a bunch of stupid inner tubes and send everybody down the river I don't know man we'll see what happens man we have all these ideas Salmonella's free there we don't know how it's going to go we might go to Lake Anna we might do like um, 
some other like watery area in Virginia. Maybe try to get out of Richmond, do like a camping thing. That sounds fun. Uh, yeah, head up I to the mountains, a, go to Smith Mountain maybe. Lake. There's a park up there, and there's some killer rides. You go hit uh, Crabtree. Go some, do some off-road riding in Crabtree. We'll see what happens, man. All things, all things are going to try to get down. I don't know. Besides that... Plus, you can break down with no cell service. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great, right? Well, everyone gets a walkie-talkie with their... Yeah, uh... yeah the, US mail, <laughs> the U.S. mail comes by on a horse, and you give them a letter and hope it gets back. To where you're camping. <laughs> Epic. I don't know, man. What else is going on this week? Ashley, you do anything moped ready? Um, Thomas and I, it wasn't, yeah, it was on Monday. We went and rode mopeds to Alexis's birthday. Oh, yeah. yeah. How was that? Where'd you go? We went to the Answer, the brew pub behind Mekong's. The Answer Brewery. Yeah, we were like, let's ride. And then it was just Tom's and I. So, <laughs> it was fun. I saw uh, the messages in the group chat and I was like, I'm not doing it right there. <laughs> I was so like... It was like trying to start the two most clapped out pieces of shit <laughs> in the world. I was like, it's not gonna make it. You can, you can grab a crankshaft and just like wobble it around. Yeah. And it moves back and forth. And I'm like, it'll run, man. It ran before. And she's like, there's no fucking way this is gonna start. <laughs> And I gotta grab my maxi. It's been pissing brake fluid. Oh, the blue one? Yeah, but now all of a sudden it's not. So I don't know what that's all about. It means it's out of brake fluid. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it doesn't stop as good as it used to. And then, so I grabbed that. It's got a flat tire as well on the rear. So, I, like, last time I rode it, I pumped it up and it was all right. So I pumped that up real quick and I go and, like, Give it the old, like, I just put oil in it, shake. You know, like, I'm going to mix it up, but I'm listening to see how much gas is in it. And there ain't no fucking noise. It's bone dry. So then I had to find a bike with fuel in it. Luckily, one of mine had fuel in it and drained some fuel out and and find oil. And we made it up there. But when we left, the tire was already flat again. So I rode all the way the fuck back down to Broad Street, dodging every pothole, like, sitting as far forward as I can over the handlebars, <laughs> trying to rip dicks because everybody's hauling ass on Broad Street. And we were just walking around. Oh, dude, it was great. <laughs> And Ashley's laughing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Justin had his surgery. He yeah. did. Penile extension. Because <laughs> he's a huge dick. It was successful. It was. He's home already. So, uh, sooner or later, I guess we'll get him back on a moped and we'll put him in a training class so he doesn't get hit again. <laughs> he's got a good four months probably before he's done. He's like, man, I gotta get some better brakes. I'm looking at brakes. It's like, brakes stop riding like an idiot. <laughs> no, it's not so much that. It's like if you're gonna buy, if like braking is your issue, sometimes just changing the pads really isn't the answer. If you're looking like for some good shit, it costs money. Disc brake. Yeah, and I'm, we're looking it up. He's like, man, fuck that, man, fuck that. I'm not spinning that. I'm like, it's just what the shit costs. Yeah. It, unless was... you're gonna make it yourself. Yeah, but that's too much work too. I just want, I want the same benefit, but. But how much more are you going to spend going to the fucking hospital and missing work? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not trying to do all that, dude. Fuck that. Video games are fun. Not when you're fucking bedridden. That's the only thing you can do. Do you know what a Suzuki FZ50 is? No, I've never heard of it. Me neither. We should look it up. Then why are you talking about it? I'll tell you. Okay. We don't want to know. Yeah, I'll tell you. <gasps> Let me pull up this picture of it. <laughs> 
Dude, so something I else he wants to buy. And I'm gonna say I didn't no. post on Instagram the. Um, oh, want to buy? The that I want to buy. I'm type, sorry. Type R that uh, that we talked about last week with Alex, and the bike is super pretty, dude. Oh yeah, I saw you post it. Yeah, up. everyone's been like drooling over it. I'm like, yeah, this thing is sexy, dude. I think it's gonna be my next color scheme on a bike. I'm just gonna do like white, like '80s, like moped paint. 50 cc read valve. <laughs> Two speed. Oh, I've seen this before. Hey, hey. Yeah, I bought one today. Oh, what's up, Nigel? Hi, everybody. Hey. Flashlights on on your phone. Oh, Nigel from Black Black just walked yeah. into the room. <laughs> Club Black. <laughs> uh, we locked everything up. Okay, cool, We're man. Going to Don't look back. Cool. Have fun. It. It's good to see you. Good to see you too. Say hi to Bye, Nigel. The moped world, dude. <laughs> Oh. Say what's up to the moped, man. Knocking everything off. Hello, moped world. I'm out this bitch. Love you, dude. Love you, too. All right, FZ50. We just keep it real out here, you know? It's kind of a scooter. Two-speed, 50cc, Suzuki. That's interesting. It looks like the... Um, some kind of cool wheels on it. Looks like an FA50. Yeah, it's very similar. It's it's, that, but like, it's a two-speed. It's called an FZ. It's got mag wheels. Uh, it's supposed to have a pretty fancy suspension on it. You got a line on one? Yeah, I just I paid for it on the way over here. Really? I PayPal the guy. Oh, that's crazy. That's just like stop buying shit. <laughs> Dude, it's so weird. I was like, I it was a hundred bucks. So like, I was like, I'll pay the hundred bucks just to fuck with it and play with it. You know, hundred bucks. Yeah. Actually, what do you shake your head for? It's just a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars is an adult twenty, dude. Get out of here. Is an adult twenty? Yeah, <laughs> not when even a grip. When you were when you were a kid, I was like, house. oh, twenty bucks. Oh, it's gonna last me forever. I'm buying so much candy. Did you, did you just get movies? Like, did you just pull the I'm just trying to buy a house yeah. card on me? Yeah, hundred dollars yeah. is gonna stop you. Get out of here. <laughs> it could be a hundred dollars in my pocket. Yeah, there could be a lot of things here. Or this hundred dollars. <laughs> a lot of things in your pocket. Or I could get it running and flip it, and it could be four hundred dollars in your pocket. I like that she started laughing because she instantly knew that I was thinking something really. <laughs> automatic. Yeah, I'll show you an automatic. <laughs> there's, just, there's I that. I just snorted. <laughs> there is a weird tone that you say where like anything you say can be dirty as long as you say it in that tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll show you some breakfast. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'll let you is. ride my moped. What's up, moped Monday? Oh, hey. Another we got another walk in here. This is a Cuppy, the bat. Yeah, Cuppy, say what's up. What's up, moped Monday? Hey. We out here pretending we riding dirt bikes and moped and shit. Got that brat tat tat. When's the album come out, yo? Halloween. 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 Black I'm not going to say a year because this year flopped. Baby Bats comes out. More, we got many more Halloween. Yeah. You bringing back the tab? It's going to be a hot uh, moped uh, rap, a rap album. This of myself rapping as myself playing a cartoon of myself in live action. Yeah. That's a lot. Cartoon rap. Baby Bats. Video. It's going to be a cartoon that's tattooed on my ass that turns live that has a cartoon <laughs> tattooed on its ass that also turns live. This is how you win a raffle bike at Wet Wet. Take it out. Get my face tattooed on your ass and you can have the raffle bike. <laughs> All 
I want to get my ass tattooed on your face. Yeah. Let's reverse it. How should you have that? Like, just get like a little peach under your eye. Like, oh, a peach. Nah, that's a butt. I was like, oh, that's the booty cheeks. That's not the butt. You didn't notice that uh, that little cloud coming out of it? It's totally a butt. Just little emoji tattoos on my face. That'd be perfect. All right, cool. We're um. Yeah, so I bought an FZ50. Congratulations. It's gonna be cool. I'm excited. I can't wait to get it I'm like proud of you. and go check it out. Way to go. You want, want anything else you want to buy? Let's buy I'm, some more stuff. I want to kit it, pipe it, carve it. Yeah. I would have I <laughs> I removed my parts this week. I got a new Athena kit coming in the mail and bearings and seals and gaskets. I'm going to rebuild my Honda. I'm going to get the... Uh, Are you hanging out tomorrow? The bike back in the game. I don't know. I might be around a little bit. I got to cook out my parents. I'm going to do a little family. Alexis is trying to rebuild her Hobbit. So. Not you. All right, cool. So today's guest is Crazy Wayne. So let's get to it, man. Hello. Yo, what's up, man? How's it going? Okay. All right, well, this get is... Get the volume up here a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if your microphone's a bit away or what. <sighs> I got it up here. It's pretty close. I'm like, I can turn my mic yeah. up some. We, we can dial it in more. Yeah, you can crank it up a little bit more. I got my phone cranked up, but it's not quite. Yeah, the burp's coming through. <laughs> <laughs> my burp comes through clean. And 30 listeners just vomited. <laughs> cool. A so, lot of air with that vomit. What's up, man? This is I'm this is Biggie, and I'm with uh, Thomas hey. and Ashley from Hi. the Rebel Rousers. Hello, Thomas. Hello, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. And um, this is the Moped Monday podcast, dude. We uh, I don't know if you've listened to the show before yet. Or anyone not, who's but... anyone wants to be on this show, so you should feel <laughs> very honored that we took our time out of our day to call your pathetic ass. <laughs> Well, I'm about as nobody as I try to be, so, yeah. <laughs> Dude, man. So, uh, what's up, man? Introduce yourself and tell us how you got into mopeds. Oh, this is Crazy Wayne. I kind of got into mopeds from a friend of mine at Burning Man who I was doing the uh, mobility camp for the disabled out there, and he had a couple of mopeds, and he hooked me up with a Starflight Batavis 1980 and a little mm-hmm. uh, 102, a couple of the slowest ones on the planet. And uh, I was going to actually set them up electric and realize that uh, they don't have the brakes to carry the weight of the batteries. So I just kind of went back to uh, tuning and playing with uh, two strokes. So I did a little little post in the wiki on everything I did, trying to get it up to 40 miles an hour with all stock parts. And almost got there, 30 miles an hour. I just didn't want to give me the last mile an hour for some <laughs> reason. But that's the way it is. But I think I've cracked the Da Vinci code of the... Uh, Batavis turns out you can put a Mo- Moby crankshaft in the little buggers and run an ER2 kickstart on them. Ooh, I've never seen anyone do that cases. before. Well, you shim the cases out a quarter inch, and then Kabumo, the stud pattern, lines up perfect for a Peugeot, so now you've got a stroke Peugeot. Okay. And you just got to put a little shim in there because the cylinder's tall, and it all kind of goes together, and you got to play with a couple little fuel issues on the crankshaft side, but that's not anything impossible. What year were you doing that? That's like a rabbit hole of moped wizardry. Yeah, you, um, it's we're too lazy for I, that. Yeah, I built one up for a guy I spent overseas in Holland, and I got one here. I was trying to do an eighty-two cc, and it was the perm. I think it was the permit kit. 
the hell is it? Let me look at the cabinet here. But the the piston's too damn short. It just keeps on covering the exhaust. I mean, it damn near does it with just a 39 millimeter stroke on the damn thing. Yeah, with the permacat, 50, 50 millimeter bore. So trying to get a... Oh, so at the bottom of the stroke, piston. it doesn't open the exhaust all the way? Um, it opens the exhaust all the way. The thing is, with the added stroke, I'd be cutting off the, the top of the cylinder head so the stroke would reach up and the bottom of the skirt would expose the bottom of the exhaust port. Oh, so you wouldn't pull a vacuum and actually get an intake stroke, yeah? Yeah, I'd kind of funky things up. It does it just a little bit. That was a tuning trick they did on some of the RD bikes on the Yamaha's years ago. And some did it for an emissions thing, kind of creates a false EGR, but... That wasn't what I was attempting to do on that particular setup. But yeah. and then you get, then you just kind of idly pull out. What's going on with that? That's definitely like a weird like a uh, transition oh. into mopeds through Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, you go you got to be pretty high to go and like look at a moped and be like, man, that's a good idea. <laughs> well, I was just trying to measure and this figure out all cheap. the different parts as to what will fit and what you can make work in there. And, you know, that's, you know, I try and try and make it all out of moped parts if I can. It takes a little bit of effort sometimes. I mean, like yeah. most people would have just given up on it, passed the buck on, fixed it up a little bit, sent it, and just bought something that there was a backing for. Like, yeah, what? or shoved a Peugeot on it, you know, 103. Yeah, yeah, you were trying to prove something, which is cool. I mean, it's like, you know, we took our 50-50 bikes out today. They're not hitting 50, but there are 50cc, and the goal <laughs> is... To try and get 50 out of them and squeak you know a lot of power out of a tiny kit you know and some gearing and upgrades and clutches and shit you know to to pull a stock bike out and try to get it to do beyond what it's you know capable of by design is you know it's it's a challenge and it's fun well for the clutch you just do the chainsaw clutch trick which i'll i'll go ahead and dump that secret to you guys here since everybody called me out and said it's a lie it doesn't work and all that shit so what you do is you get the chainsaw clutch for an old 66 steel chainsaw you want to get the one with the bronze metallic pads on it and then the secret is on the pooch bell is you put the clutch lining inside the pooch bell this way it doesn't overheat hmm. and then you take the stub of a regular e50 clutch you machine off the ear so you can still use the starter plate on it if you want and then you machine it down to where you can put the three-eared on from the chainsaw and a little washer. And then where the two pieces semi-press together, you drill and tap those out and set a couple Allen screws in there. And you can pull those out for removing it later. And that will also keep it from moving around on it. Well, how many yeah. washers do you put on it? You just need something there to keep the shoes from trying to rattle off on the inside. So it just needs a real thin thin plate of some sort you know you can even tack that on to the three years once you have it on on there because once you pop the springs you can pull the rest of it off and how much is a chainsaw uh clutch They're usually cheap as fuck you can get them 25 bucks maybe you, you can get them cheap yeah 25 bucks or whatever and they make them in all different varieties you go to the bailey's website you'll find all kinds of shit on yeah, there yeah they got like I mean, they got, got collections of springs and all kinds of crazy stuff in there What's the performance on something like that, on something like that compared to just like a two shoe or something? It'll cut three logs a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or a lot of them try to run the little KTM clutch and this in California. It makes another one that can be modified. But I'm looking at the those are good cut. for a few races, but they kind of they kind of wear out pretty yeah. quick. 
Yeah, I want to get the straight cut gear set, but I was kind of debating on whether or not to run the KTM shit or just stick with the regular Pook. You know. Yeah, if you if you don't run the the straight cut gears, you're gonna get a lot of crank walk. That was my big issue with running the 13 port. You know, no matter what I pretty much tried to do, even doing the double snap ring, it just put so much side so much pressure, pressure on it. it. Yeah, yeah, it just kicks it sideways. The straight cut cut gears are a little noisier, but um, you're not gonna get any wandering. I wonder if they you know, are balancing those gears, you know, like having a machine and like actually balancing the shit out of them or, or like um, to, you should take them and have as, them done. As far as, as far as the big, the big gear in the back, I, you know, you can just set that on, a, on the bearings there and just turn it and see if it vibrates or tries to go to one end or the other and just, you know. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a dial indicator for that. Just strap on the magnetic dial indicator and you can measure the run out on it, but. You know, like you would, well, you would hope that they would just turn it, you know, turn it down before you buy it because the price is what, like, three hundred bucks or something for that main main yeah. set and clutch. Yeah, yeah, they used to be like four hundred, almost four hundred and fifty at yeah, first, yeah. and there's only a couple places in Europe that had them, so it was like, oh, fuckers. So yeah, it's up that's there. Always... It's definitely an expensive part. Yeah, it's one of those like trigger pulls I really want to make, but it's a fuckload of money still. Even the prices come down two hundred bucks, and it's still a lot of money. You know. Well, yeah, and by the time you get all the right parts in and get your E50 set up, you've got so much money that you might as well just go with a variated bike. So I've just kind of gone with a variated bike and kind of walked away from the, the E50s. You know, they're they're fine, you know, in their stock configuration up to about six horsepower. You start getting past that. You start getting the crank walk issues. Yeah. I think another thing you got to do with them is you got to sand down the cases so you get a little bit of a tight fit on the bearing. So it'll clamp them down. When the aluminum gets warm, it'll expand and let let them loose and start floating. Yeah, yeah. I've never actually thought about that, but I, you know, like we've had bikes that basically wear the bearing journals out, and I kind of was trying to figure out a solution to that. I wonder how easy it is just to deck the cases. Well, can you shim the bearings so they're so they're fit tighter? Yeah, no, you just you, you basically d- just just sand it down, and you mic it. You mic the outside of your bearing and give it about a foul or two of crush on it. Because you can actually go like three or four, because you're going to have your goop in there to seal the cases. Yeah. You know. Yes. You know, so, and, so if you got a little bit there, and you've got a pliable sealant holding your cases together, it'll expand and contract. So it'll, it'll somewhat hold it together. The machine the shop can do it you, for peanuts too. Yeah. The other thing you do is like cut it open with a line bore and have a steel sleeve that sits in there to hold the the snap ring. But that's a whole, you know, that's just a whole world of shit to to deal with. So. You know, uh, I've also seen dudes right. take uh, E50s and run variators on them too, like basically cut the whole transmission off, and get rid of it. Yeah, straight variator. yeah, that was that was something seventy seven did to cheat in the original Polini Cup. Yeah, yeah, it was neat. It was <laughs> yeah, cool. like everybody else was doing this, and then they show up with that goofy variant bike, and it was like, no, that was, you know, the rules are set. You could only use this kit for the race. And did you ever see that. the old like where they were taking E50s and making them case inducted? Yeah, where they're cutting open the top on them. Yeah, but it, it never there. worked with a fuck, though, I don't think. Well, the, the rotation is wrong on it. Now, if you took and you did a chain sprocket on on it instead of straight cut gears and just, you know, figured out a way to set a couple sprockets in there and just run a short timing chain or something on the, you know, for your sprockets off the crank, yeah, you could get away with that because you'd get the rotation going in the other direction. Yeah, or like That's run like a motor became clutch clutch pulley basically to a to a sprocket. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of yeah, disc. You could, yeah, you could do that. But I mean if you're 
if, if you're running it variated, you're going to get it running in the proper direction. But, you know, that, that case was not really designed to be set up with a V-block. I mean, they'll run fast and, and, and do all that, but it's like, it's a lot of work. Yeah, and then, or like go mini mini bike tech and run a jack shaft so you can run the bike upside yeah. down, yeah. <laughs> Which is another, yeah, that's another fucking wormhole, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like listed. I'm like, you guys are just talking about some super tech that I'm. No, just this like, is like redneck technology, yeah, it's like, man. It's like beyond me. Like, what's going on right now? <laughs> that's called that's called scooter trashing it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah, when we first got on the farm. Some of the shit he was doing was pretty outrageous, but it's still entertaining. Like, listen, to man, watch we're just gonna shit. take like two of these motors. We're gonna make them like a V8, but it's really just a moped. <laughs> then we're gonna weld it all together. We're gonna put it upside down. I'm gonna turn it backwards. I'm like, yo, dude. This is fucking no better. Right, guys, it chill. Was great. It, it was great watching the classic crankshaft snap off and the barrier spinning on the floor, sparking away, though. Yeah, just getting it. <laughs> it's like when you, you, run, when you just slow throw slow a hula thing hoop. Just like, you can see that thing just oscillating, getting ready to like come apart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, was, uh, what was the like original Polini Cup like? Oh, they were all running the, 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 the rules where you can only run the 64cc Polini for the E50s, and that was the only bike you can run in their races. That's the way they set it up because they got sponsored. 77 got sponsored by Polini to do that. And I know I, I got – actually, the reason I got called Crazy Wayne is I tried to explain to them that you got to run your – you can't run too much oil in the newer motors because of the hyperbaric pistons. They run a tighter piston clearance. And if you get too much oil in your mix it'll, or cheap oil, it will start to gum up in there. And once it starts to come up, it creates more friction and pushes the fuel out, and then you get a super gunning. So they were they they had like their little case full of blown up Polinis, and uh, you can look up the old thread if you want. And the boys from Polini came in there, and they're asking, "Why are all these blowing up?" And the first thing out of their mouth was, "How much oil you're running?" And they told them to run like 61, but 51, 61 max, and your bearings will hold up on it. But you you try to do that Amsoil or any of that other stuff going 101. That's fine for a little scooter or a motorcycle that has direct oil injection into your crank bearings but other than that you're you're just not getting enough yeah well, even with the Polini, the nicosol absorbs it has to have the oil absorbed into it to even you know keep the friction down and the heat down right that's otherwise the it one just thing wears about the cast shit out. iron it, it's it has a porosity to it so it'll hold oil in the cylinder but the actual cylinder on those Polinis, the casting was so thin that when they'd get warm, they'd actually start to banana out a little bit. And, and you've got to basically take some sandpaper and sand the four corners of death where the frame, where the frame is in the piston that holds the pin there. You know where they are. The, you get the two by the exhaust and the other, and that'll happen. And you've got to make sure you've got enough ring clearance on them. But the thing that I've noticed that they'll start making noise in the, in the ring there when they get about 1,500 miles on them. It's a pretty thin ring, but it's not deep in the groove like a chainsaw. So they actually end up, the ring ends up hanging out. It doesn't get snagged on the upstroke. It gets snagged on the bottom of it. If you look at all the pistons, you'll see where, where it broke. It broke going upwards where it broke the piston off. Mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to that. I just see well, the shit's broke and replace it. <laughs> remember, like, yeah. there were so many Polini threads, like, back in the day, like, everyone. Because that's all, like, that was, like, the main kid. Everyone was rocking Polini. And, like, everyone oh, yeah. was just, and like, it had a lot of potential. Everyone's, everyone was seizing them. Like, everyone. Yeah, yeah, they just do their typical thing, and that's you know that was the thing. They didn't have enough room for thermal, you know, for thermal expansion in there, and the cylinder was too thin to so get hot on one side, and that side would grow, and then it would start to banana out a little bit. 
so it's the piston is just kind of traveling in an arc going upwards as it goes forward. And when is it that why it down, rips the bottom of the skirt off? That yeah, that's why the bottom of the skirt rip off. It starts walking the piston in there. So you got to you got to sand off part of that skirt and everything else. It's like if they just take their mold and you know cut another four or five millimeters to make that cylinder wall a little thicker, that thing would be the pretty other, bomb. And if they the other thing that pisses me off about, have a rip. Yeah, the other thing that pisses me off about Polini's a lot of kits, like if you buy a Polini kit for a Pook, or even like the 70 Treats kits, the fucking holes that are drilled for it are giant. And so if you're <laughs> yeah, going flop, through like heat... Floppy. Yeah, so if you're going through heat cycling and you don't stuff those holes to, to sure up or true up that cylinder to make sure it's nice and square... I feel like that also contributes to that snagging and seizing. Well, I've seen, like, um, Tomahawk, all the videos he was doing. Like, God, I really fucking hate that he doesn't he do... I hate that he doesn't yeah. do stuff in English, one. And uh, I don't... I could get into a whole rant about this. But uh, one thing that I have seen in his videos is he'll do the Dow guide pin to, like, center <laughs> the uh, cil- the cylinder to the So case. he'll drill a Dow pin in, into it? Yeah. So, well, you can you can drill out and put a couple little roll pins in the head to the cylinder to get it centered, so your yeah. squash is sitting proper. Mm-hmm. Or you can just kind of sleeve it, you know, just run some uh, go to a model store and get those really thin sleeves. Some of the warehouse will have it, and just kind of sleeve the cylinder up and all the way through, and then you've got something to carry right. it. That way, if you do the auxiliary exhaust ports and you do that same, you know, the real thin stainless steel, it won't burn through or you know dump your exhaust in there if you put the little. Uh, Little auxiliary exhaust ports into a kit. I take I take them and like just stuff them full of trash. Like get them pretty centered up and just stuff the those you know uh, the cylinder studs, the cylinder stud holes. Once the the kit's on and just stuff them full of fucking like paper and all kinds of shit until they're just like super tight and centered so the shit doesn't vibrate and wobble around or jiggle. Right. You know, not that it's you know again it's redneckery, but it works. Yeah, it, it'll it'll work to to do that there. But if you get the little sleeve in there where your head goes over the sleeve, and then you know you're dead center. Even if it's walking around a little bit at the base, you're not going to be too far off. Yeah, I've bought the thing. sleeves and I have a hard time getting them like to that are cut worth of shit too. I got them from Treats a few times. I think I got them from Seventy Seven one time. And you know you slip them over the stud and it still just doesn't. It, you can't even get it over the stud half the time. That's why it's nice to have a lathe make your own little shim oh it's nice that yeah it's nice to have a lathe and not everyone has a lathe no but then you can just go to a machine shop and get some valve guides you know and just take some valve guides and trim them down and stick them in there and then then you're just you know you're bomb on it how much would they charge you for that usually valve guides only like two or three bucks a piece i'd probably get a machine for 40 bucks i just get a machinist dude well you don't need to get machine them but you just cut down the valve guides or you, you know find a catalog online for valve guides and just find one that one that's close to what your you know your cylinder is or your head and eight millimeters is roughly five sixteen so you just get those and the valve stem that's close to what your stud is and that'll that'll line you up it doesn't have to be tight on the stud just you got to do a little countersinky on the uh the, the head or, or something yeah. there to make it hold but it's just having that head flopping around on there or you can just have your your nuts on your head machine. Yeah, I hate it when my head and my nuts are flopping around. Just oh god, it's hard, you know. 
Yeah, and you try to zip it up and you catch it all in the zipper and you're just like uh, screaming. I hadn't done that like, forever. What's your problem? Yeah, yeah, I don't know that I've ever done it. Worst, but not that but long we ago. all remember what it felt like, don't we? Yeah, I remember because I recently did it. I fucking had a fast zip up and I don't know how I did it, but I caught it. Old dangly. It's got the old man sack, dude. No, no yeah. I didn't catch a sack, man. I was like, maybe I was plumped up and in a hurry. I don't know what was going on. Dude, that that well, first thing in the morning got that piss. funny looking funny looking circumcision there yeah <laughs> yeah this one's diy just like my moped mm-hmm. <laughs> dude i, I uh actually cross cut <laughs> <laughs> i told you to take your time uh, they can always throw a little scrotum sack on there to fix it <laughs> honey break out the tap <laughs> wake up where's the die <laughs> oh dude um I remember I had this friend like back when we were younger, dude. He, um, and you know, like everyone's like, oh, like you know, a little manscaping, a little grooming. We didn't have that, uh, fancy newfangled fucking man fucking mower or whatever that doesn't cut you or anything. So he was like scared to use his, uh, like, uh, razor or trimmer or whatever. So he'd use a pair of scissors and he had no skill with the sheep shears. <laughs> and he accidentally snipped his sack. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> uh, reminds me, I was, at a, I was at a party and this one chick's giving her boyfriend head and we had to take him to the ER because she had her braces on and got hooked up. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, pencil dick got stuck I, in between I, your I teeth? I think everybody in the hospital had to come in and see what was going on on that one there. It was like kind of embarrassing for them, but I was like enjoying the hell out of it. <laughs> Did you see it? How, how did how did this hook up? Like, was she stuck to yeah, the penis? Yeah, she was stuck. Her her braces got caught on uh, on some of the loose skin on him, and uh, so <laughs> and like on three, just on fucking rip it off. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to the hospital. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. She was afraid she'd pull her braces off, and he was afraid he was gonna lose his. His little finger. We're not going to hospital like this, dude. I'm straight up. What if What if she goes back to the uh, uh, the dentist and like afterwards after like the whole thing, like, oh, you know, you're not supposed to eat popcorn. Like, that's not popcorn. That's penis. Yeah. <laughs> got I've little, got penis got stuck little, in my braces. You think you could fish that out for me? Got <laughs> that little dear penis guy thing into her. Like, oh, I told you not to eat with your braces and brush. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, um, yeah, could have been saved by a condom on that one. Uh, that maybe. probably would have made it worse, dude. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm like, we're all my pros out there. Like, yeah, man, the condoms always makes it worse, right? Just kidding. Yeah, she might have just done it. That's true. Dude, so like, uh, what kind of what kind of shit you got going on with mopeds right now, man? Oh, what's your what's, your, see, I got, what's your fetish? I got Mary's little NU50 here. I'm putting the new crankshaft and stuff in it from trees. That I've been getting a lot of work, so I got to get this thing finished up and back to her in the next couple weeks here. And uh, another little thing I got I'm working on for the uh, Hobbit is I got a four-stage barrier system, but I'm not posting any pics or anything like this. I almost got it dialed in, but when I do, it'll it'll be out there. So I had to do a lot of modification to some little pulley thing that floats. Do we want to know what four-stage variation is? Is that like shifting gears with your variator? Well, basically, you got your front and your rear pulleys that change, and I have one in the center that does the change, but it's 
so that it mostly has underdrive and not overdrive. So one side's bigger and the other side's smaller. So basically when you take off, you got about two times lower gear range off the line. So you don't have to have a wrist with three clutch on it. Okay. Sounds interesting. There's so much weird shit going on with like variated games right now, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, there's, 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 there's so much that. more fun to play with a variator. Yeah. What's that one shit that's popping right now? The uh, I can't remember who's doing it. Like the um, the foot, like lever, like manual control dual variator. Oh, J-Bot's doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah J-Bot, J-Bot did that. So, yeah, because he was contacting me. He's like, i got to make this thing. And I go, just go online and get an AC idler pulley for a Dodge that has two belts on it. And he just has that sitting in the center. So he moves that back and forth and that controls the other two that are going on it's close to what i'm doing but not quite okay yours is not gonna be like a lever to control it's just gonna be like by itself mine mine should do it pretty much just by the weights and what's going on in there and that's what i'm trying to get to to happen right now okay getting getting the angles on the chiefs right so things move because sometimes just a degree or two on the pulley chiefs make it changed, so I've got a spot where the, the angle actually changes to get it to move through the shifting cycle and hold it in the power band. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't know. I haven't, like, really dove into any, like, crazy stuff. Everything I've been doing is just, like, basic, like, out of the box, like, maybe a little porting. So when I read some of the threads that are, like, Scooter Trash and J-Bald and you, just, everyone's doing, like, really wild, like, out of, you know... Yeah, yeah. I had a, um, back in the 80s, there was a guy called David Visser who made all kinds of shit there. There was a twin turbo Corvette that he did on the front cover of Hot Rod magazine. And the way he worked his R&D shop is you'd go in there and volunteer working for him. And when he built a project, he'd have enough parts for three of them. And what they didn't blow up on the dyno or whatever, you'd get, we'd get extra parts, you know, from the project there. And, uh, he was the guy who did the Mini Cooper SSs, the old school ones, was getting 2.2 horsepower out of that flatbed on those. So I got to play on his porting bench, and he had his like original one he did where it's just stacked with plexiglass with a bunch of pinholes and nylon in it. And learned a little, lot of little tricks on him on how to, if it's a pulsing flow, how you can change it to create venturas and, and brakes, and it's kind of like a ramjet where it'll actually build up more pressure before the, the flow moves and cutting a little slot in the bottom of the, uh, the runner going on the intake just before it would run into the cylinder. So your accelerator pump, whatever it is, that extra fuel would lay in that little groove there, and then it would kind of roll off and atomize to kind of carry it through before the RPM picked up. So there's a lot of neat little little stuff there. And you can use water to check your flow on your port too before you put it in. So you just like see where the pattern is spraying out just by running gravity water through. So I kind of got a bank set up with like one of those five gallon water jugs and a ball valve on it. Hmm. So I can just kind of hold that up there and watch it flush through and see how, how the pattern's coming out, how they're all sliding through the cylinder for the most part. That. And you learned a lot of that from like uh, that car shop you were working at? Uh, that, well, actually back in, what was it, 73? Three, there was the chainsaw shop, and the guy there was building logic jamboree saws, you know, for the, the contest. And he won one year, and so steel chainsaw 
one of his designs and he sold it for like a couple of pallets of chainsaws and some weed whackers and a check for I think 20,000 bucks. As a only a redneck would do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he did that because they wanted it. And I go like, dude, how are you going to win? Then he reaches in the box and he pulls on those in there. You see this one with all the little grooves in it. That's like the little grooves I did with the, the 13 port and that is uh, those little grooves running up the cylinder wall. You know, on the exhaust, if you kind of wire them out like an arc to come underneath, you actually get a lot of cooling and lubrication on it. Because you figure if each one of those adds 5% flow, and you put four of them in there, that's a 20% increase in RPM to flow ratio without even touching your your, your uh, transfers the, the way they come out of the box. But uh, a big thing that, like on the little trees, all kit that works really good when you pour that, and the one mistake a lot of people make, is they, they get the runners all really open at the base of the, the cylinder there, so you don't actually get a velocity. You're trying to running it up into a velocity. But if you if you get up in there with a long Dremel and you open it up in a pocket where it's away from the exhaust port so it will run more and you create a little, a little extra volume on the top of the port there where it opens up into the cylinder, when it, when it cracks open, You've got a you've got a shot that'll get moving before the flow starts there, so you get a good shot in there right when it breaks through and the blow down pressure breaks. Wait a minute, we're still talking about penises. I just got mad. <laughs> um, you might be, but uh, I, I think we moved on to uh, porting. So you get a little blowback. If you want to do that to your girlfriend, I don't think she's going to be very happy when you get in there with a Dremel to open it up. No, 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 no. Probably no, not. No power tools in here. <laughs> no power. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, I have special power tools. Yeah, for that. so, like, so <laughs> you're, you're essentially talking about the boost port. I, I had to go pee, so I came back sort of halfway through the conversation. Yeah, the little uh, the little alt kit, the treats, the treats little uh, read kit there that they have. Yeah, you know, that, that that thing can can really perform if you open up the ports on there, on, on that one there. But if you op- open that part of it there, you can get a little bigger. And I got that nice little nine degree. Um, angle tool that I can get in there and clean up the. the I mean, so like if um, if you tested a stock one and then spent all this time doing the port work, what do you? What is the gain? What do you think the gain? Well, is? I I do know, you know that if I if I take a stock one and I'm running four gallons of water through it from three foot, you know, three foot up from where the jug sits there, and and I crack that open there on a stock one, the water takes, I I think like twenty. 20 seconds to flow through the stock too. And when I get done with it, it's coming through in close to 13 seconds. So there's a pretty good increase in the flow of what comes around. Is there a link way. or a video or a thread on how to make this water like testing thing? I need to like get a website set up and start putting this stuff up. I mean, I post stuff up on, on MA, but I've been kicked off of there uh, so many times by the little butt hurt. You know, stamp in '77, and and uh, Simon or cousins, and they just kind of didn't like the fact that I was getting upset with Dan and everybody over on everything they were buying. Yeah, we That's did. I think story. I think the first or second episode we had, we did a a shipping competition between <laughs> those cycles. Yeah, Treatland and nineteen seventy seven mopeds and yeah, I think we just we just ordered oil or something like the same yeah. oils. And you didn't get the red comb? <laughs> yeah, we just we just go to some oils and uh Treeland showed up like right away. 
Doe showed up like right after or the same, same day, day, same just day. a couple hours but, later. But like Dose is closer to us than than Treeland. Yeah. And then 1977 came um drop shipped from Treeland. Yeah. And and from what I understand, um Dose is actually Fast Freddy's shop. So yeah. he was actually the supplier for 77 for a long time and from what I understand, um there is a figure uh, amount that I guess 77 owes him. I guess he, from what I've heard, this is rumor. We'll just leave it at that. You can be verified later. I don't want to get legally in trouble. Um, that when 77 opened up all the other, other shops here on the West coast, that that was flipped on a bill from, uh, from actually fast study in front of that. Well, yeah, no risk, no reward. I mean, that's, that's, biz- that's any business you're going to get into. Like you're going to owe somebody oh, yeah. something, you know, but now you know just like me i've got a i've got a debt i bought my business and i have a debt on it but i have to pay it you know so, so hopefully they'll, oh, yeah. if, if there's a debt they'll make good on it and so, well, i've heard i don't know how true it is, but i've heard because I, I, w- I would like to do another shipping war well let me, oh, let me yeah. hold on i, I don't know they're, what you're gonna doing, say I've heard but, let me, but let me guess let me guess what you heard is that their shipping's better I've heard that they're shipping because that's the better. same rumor we've always heard. Oh, there, there's over there's, and there's over a lot of posts about the shipping's better, the problems are fixed. I mean, <laughs> I don't yeah. think you can make up any more new excuses from that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same rumor we always hear. We always hear it's better. Yeah. I guess you could incrementally. Uh, is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I don't know. I'm stupid. Not. Even you yeah, can, yeah. And, and you can slightly get better and better and better every time, so you can always say you're already getting better. Doug ordered some stuff, he got it fast, but again, it may have been drop shipped. Yeah, I gotta see where it's coming from. Yeah, well, that that's just it. it's always drop shipped, and I think that was always the problem. They just, never, there. they just never had a warehouse where they stored all the stuff they were selling. I mean, money's a real problem, dude. If you can't, if you you know, like. I can't sell things I don't have in my little shop. I just can't sell it to you because I don't have it. And so when you yeah. come in, I don't go, yes, I have it, and then order it from somewhere else. But you could. <laughs> yeah. But when I, when, I, when I lived in Oakland, I'd look on the 77 shop because I thought it was awesome when they were in San Francisco. I'd look on there. Oh, okay, they got those jets in stock. They got the inner tubes I need, and I'd go over there, and they wouldn't have it. And after like four or five trips, Gotten into a little bit pissy match arguing with them, and they told me where Treats was down the street, and uh, pretty much never turned back. From so there. they had a, like a legit brick and mortar shop in San Fran. Um, yeah, they did. They had it there on 16th, there in town. That's where they filmed the porno. You know, the Christina <laughs> Rose special. <laughs> mm. I yeah, think I think we've talked about that before. I've seen it. Yeah, I watched yeah. the video. It's it's pretty weird. Oh yeah. Well, the, the thing it's is, they, they didn't have. Nobody was screening at the door, and some family walked in there with a couple kids in, in tow there, and they went what? to the city. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. The first were a little too small to see over the wall, but the one in the backpack, you know, they're just like, whoa, what the hell did we walk into? And so, oh, uh, my God. So, so the shit kind of hit the fan. It wasn't long after that. The 77 was gone. <laughs> Jesus. Dude. So yeah. I've, Some business moves aren't smart. So I've seen, <laughs> so I've seen the porno and I've seen the p- pictures and like it's yeah, I heard the jokes, but that was the first time I've ever heard that like a family like walked. Yeah, down and this bed. is before like the age of Yelp reviews and like <laughs> Google Business and all that shit. It'd be great if yeah. that was up and you can you know, like troll through the old you know comments and shit. 
I'm not. Yeah, gonna, well, I'm I, not gonna lie. I, at like I, in my in my youth, maybe even currently, I, I I wouldn't be opposed to letting someone film a porno like somewhere that I was like working or something. But maybe lock the front door. <laughs> Turn well, the turn the clothes on. Mexican wrestling masks, so they don't recognize you. So when you're trying to get a job with any security later, you don't come to work and everybody's got it on the refrigerator in the break room. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that good. Yeah, you know, but it, it wasn't that good of a porn. So I don't know if anybody, you know, I, I don't think I, I really, fin- I didn't watch the whole thing. Oh, I know. finished to it. You're alive. <laughs> you're finished it. <laughs> Multiple rollouts, huh? <laughs> Well, we have Ashley. She didn't say Thomas Matthews, so I guess we're in the clear. I got the look, though. <laughs> you got the look. She's over here huffing and puffing at me. Oh, is that why you were choking and barfing earlier in the, this interview? Okay. <laughs> it's probably the vape. It's probably just vape, yeah. Be careful of the compounds mixed in that. Dude. Oh, yeah. Make sure it's a legit blend. There's all these weird, like, uh, weed caramels that were here earlier. I don't know what happened. Uh, do, you, uh, do you do you still do any uh, shopping cart racing? Yeah, what's that about? Well, the shopping cart racing is something we used to do where you get two people, and you can do it with motorcycles or with cars. Usually we do it with cars. Is The passenger has to hold a fucking shopping cart out the window and on each vehicle, and you got to make your pass. If you let go of the shopping cart, you lose. If you hang out on the shopping cart, you win. So... So we were doing this in the late 70s in the Fresno area there. So it was it got pretty entertaining because you get the you get those shopping carts up to about 60 miles an hour and they got this horrible wobble and then they just kind of start to smooth out and that's you don't want to have your fingers wrapped in it because sometimes those little wheels would like blow apart and just like jerk out of your hand and it just go tumbling. Well, if the other guy's too slow in the car, he might have to dodge and let go of his because now he's got a shopping cart tumbling in front of his car uh, right there. And uh, we had one place we used to play football in the middle of the street and this one bitch in her Cadillac used to come flying through there like 60 miles an hour and try to run over a ball so we took a piece of nylon rope and ran across the road with two shopping carts when she came by and just gave a little tug on the cart so it was about 100 feet of rope so she snagged the shopping cart slammed on her brakes and got rear-ended by two shopping carts we ran through the fig horses and got the fuck out of there and <laughs> played football again but it was pretty classy watching those two shopping carts go. One of them went up over the top of the car and slid down the hood. So how do you explain oh it? That's old school shit. Rear, got rear-ended by shopping carts. <laughs> it's like the old paint a center block black and stick in the middle of the oh, road yeah. trick. Yeah. What? And then there Ask was Charlie Buzzer another, about this one. But there was another one we did where we took, uh, like a, somebody had a skateboard ramp in the driveway and we set it by the telephone pole and the road made kind of a light curve right there. So we had to make a couple passes, but we got the shopping cart to drill the fucking cart and go up the fucking power pole, and it got tangled up and took the power out in the neighborhood, and the shopping <laughs> cart stuck up in the fucking power lines there. But uh, we didn't go back down that street again either. It's one of those, so, uh, you know. Dude, how, how funny would it be if you were, like, working for, the, like, the power company, you show up to fix the power, and there's a shopping cart in the fucking line? Like you're just like what best, the best day fuck, ever, dude. Like how did this happen? Yeah, well, a friend of mine was working in uh, Nevada doing the power systems, and when everybody was like stealing the wire, they got a call to go out there, and they go out there, and down at the bottom of the pole, they found a hand. And they never found the person; they just found the hand that got blown off from wherever he tried to cut the wrong wire. <laughs> dude, that's like some serious shit. That's like scary to me. Like 
Oh, fucking, yeah. with, like, like, fucking with power lines for real? Like, no thank you. We were yeah, my brother got in lines at my, my brother, grandma's house, and my brother chopped the live line like he thought it was a dead wire and fucking like hacked it. I think just went boom, blew his ass away, dude. Oh yeah, no, he had insulated blue. snips on him. Luckily, but like it fucking like just made a it's fucking still, huge noise. Yeah, it didn't kind of fucked up his snippers at the same time. My brother had a house in Fresno. We're over there, and the neighbor spider monkey got loose and got up on the fucking spider power line monkey? and swinging around the wire. Yeah. Swinging on the wires, and he reached over to grab two at the same time. That little fucker just turned blue about three times and just fell to the ground, barbecue smoking. <laughs> yeah, we used to have to shoot the squirrels off at my grandma's house. They, the fucking squirrels would like bend over to jump lines and grab the other one and just like fry themselves yeah, they, to the line. We'd have to get yeah, the twenty-two and basically shoot the squirrel off of it. Yeah, yeah. they're just sitting there, just with a slow arc going. Yeah, uh-huh. or, or you get something there and it's just like twinging at sixty cycles. It's like. Okay, because I've had that with flies. We're trying to make like a zapper, homemade zapper. And it was like we'd plug it in, the fly's wings would move, and he'd unplug it, and it's uh, it's like, okay, this isn't working, damn it. Yeah, 60 cycle wing flap. That's crazy. Dude, were those shopping cart races, was it like a drag race? Yeah, with drag race with the shopping cart. Yeah, yeah. But you can imagine if you tried to do that with moped, you know, you got somebody riding bitch, and they're trying to hang on to a moped, trying to do that. That could be like really fucking hilarious. That would be pretty funny. See, I was thinking yeah. like the documentary. This is these uh, group of like homeless cats somewhere. Are they like downhill racing? Downhill yeah. racing shopping carts. Oh, sitting in the shopping cart. Yeah. No, not yeah, they, no. They're sketching off the back of it, like steering it and shit, and just they're getting up to like 72, 73 mile an hour riding yeah, a shopping yeah. cart down a fucking it, until hill. Until you gotta like let go of it, and then you're like totally eating shit because you can't run seventy miles an hour. These guys are doing it. It's on Netflix. It's pretty rad. Oh yeah, I've I've, I've seen them. They have somebody. Bernie man that brought a shopping cart that would like hold 12 people in the basket they were driving around out there one year I think that's just called an excursion <laughs> <laughs> how many times yeah, you, well, you didn't have to worry about falling out of it <laughs> how many times have you been to Bernie man 18 years in a I'm row I'm here now Damn, 18 years in a row dude yeah what's the I appeal year off. what's the appeal I've got a lot of friends out there and did a lot of different camps and stuff. Worked with David Best, building two temples with him and another one. And I'm actually going to try and put in for the temple this next year. So I've been working on my design for several years. And trying to build mine that'll be ADA compliant where I can get people up six levels. So it'll have like kind of the ground level, seven levels. Jason, do you like. know what ADA compliant is? Um, You can get 88 people in it? No, ADA. Like <laughs> Apple, David, Apple. <laughs> Like, uh, you can put of it. All right, pop quiz. American Disability Act. Asshole, death, and annihilation. Yeah. There's a tower here. We try to put people yeah. up in this tower. It's like the tower. You you hoist people up and then roll them off the deck on their chairs and watch them fall to the ground. Well, well, you can only have a you can only have the rampart climb one inch per foot be ADA compliant and then it has to have a rest area every 50 feet for them to like try and catch the wind. Sounds like you need an elevator. So, yeah, so it's like 800 feet of like a spiraled walkway going all the way around for, to get up to the top. That's so. fucking, in, that's that's going to be like, that's going to be a feat. Yeah, but I can prefab the, the 12 columns, you know, be like a, a skip lamb in there so it'll burn quick. So. I think I need to go to Burn Man. <laughs> Yeah, because I know when we did the last one, David Beth used a lot of recycled wood, and we 
completely built that one for under 200000 and then they had an in- architect engineer from England that tried to do the one last year, which was like, so like just stay away from that thing. It's going to fall down and kill somebody. And they just, I don't know, architects never... Blowing $200,000 on something to set it on fire? Yeah, well, those guys spent almost seven hundred thousand. I've seen them go up to about four hundred thousand for the art piece. Yeah, burn. and then like Bernie, Bernie Man will throw down a big, big fund to it. And there's people that get involved with do the management, help do the management, and then you've got your whole kitchen crew and everything set up there. So we'd have like eighty people on the on the the, the pre bills. I know we didn't want David Best. We in 18 days we had the thing erected and finished yeah if you're a vendor like if you got like a food shop or like a food cart type thing what does it cost uh, no, to get no in there vendor, anymore no 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 vendors allowed yeah really so it's not like yeah so everybody's allegedly supposed to bring stuff and give it away and now we just get a lot of posers that show up with nothing but carry-on luggage you know the chicks we just call them sparkle ponies they're just like I can't do that. You just want to get the hell out of your camp because they just fucking take and use all everybody's resources. Used to be people like you bring a bottle to the bar and you get hooked up at the bar. And now people they just show up and they don't even have a cup. <laughs> yeah, so kind of a lot of up. a lot of people that have been doing it for years are like didn't go this year, and I'm one of them. So. And that just I mean that tells you how much I know about Burning Man. I know dick about it. You know, like I never looked into it. Never had. You know, yeah. inclination to but like people explore never the been idea there of can it. Tell you all about it. Trust me, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, one of our buds is Brittany there. Brittany's there for like three weeks. Yeah, my, one of our buds is there for three weeks. Hmm. No, what what camp they with? Well, I, I have know. no idea. She, they're doing like fire dancing. She's like with the. Whole oh, he's just out there spinning poi. Well, there's like five or six different fire slaves out there that are you know spinning the poi. So that yeah. could be a lot. He probably got lost in the orgy dome anyway. Yeah, I know nothing about it. I doubt it. She doesn't need an orgy. Battery went, to the, battery went to Jiffy Lube camp there where you get in, get off, get out. Yeah, nah, she can take care of herself. She doesn't need an orgy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd probably be that typical free man orgy, you know, that you were going out and the other person just sits there and goes, oh, jeez, oh, jeez, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, this is getting are, are, are you talking about the personal experiences? <laughs> yeah, that's me for sure, dude. Yeah, I just, that's all I kept hearing was, oh, gee, in my ear. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> dude so um i did uh we, we normally ask like questions on instagram to see like what kind of random questions we get and uh okay you so, got a random question yeah so one of them is um is are you still alive <laughs> yeah someone um, was like he's still alive <laughs> yes i still have a pulse yes i just am uh i am lifetime banned because of being a bad boy on 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 the website you know in the early days they didn't have moderators so we just kind of trolled their ass yeah, what's no. up with the what's up with your like uh, your banning and your like your trolling, dude? Like, is it always just been like trolling just for fun to troll? Or? It's mostly been kind of fun to troll, but you know, I would go help people. You know, I'd go even you know in the repair form, I'd help somebody, I'd give them some information. If they'd run with it, I'd carry them through on their project. If it's some newbie and I, you know, gave him the link that would take him straight to the information, and they keep asking the same. Uh, same question or whatever, or they're just there jacking information for their own website. Yeah, I'll show them. 
<laughs> troll them hard. Maybe people just <laughs> piss because you're out trolling people. Well, I mean, they want to be the top every, troll. It's the internet. Dude. Yeah, someone's got a troll. Well, well, thing is, there were a lot of the. Um, I guess I'm the one that coined the, the, the term logo brats, but there are certain certain groups and certain entities there that would just kind of, you know, harass harder than I did. And printed a lot, did a lot worse stuff there. I kind of laid off posting the other stuff because, as Simon said, it was a a site for the children of all ages. There, this is this family affair site for mopeds. You know, so if I had something was questionable, I'd like send it to Maze and, and hey, is it okay for me to post this? <laughs> He'd be like, okay, but that's getting really close to the edge of being porn. Okay. <laughs> so that's a yes? I'll post it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, my last few years since I've been I've been pretty good. I'll like piss somebody off a little bit, but I wasn't like posting anything really foul or vulgar, you know, for the most part. I was keeping it fairly clean. I no, wish we so. could see, like, I wish they never deleted your accounts so we could see, um, like, your total posting. Because, like, the account well, you sent me it, only has 158, and I know they're way more than that. Well, that's because that's, like, probably my 10th account I've created since I've been, like, zapped out of there. But you were able to see that profile, yeah. I assume? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because. On the other ones there, they, they kind of block them there, but you can't look at mine. And I I sent you uh, some screenshots there. And so Simon and company has been in there going back into old threads, and there's quite a few of them that have disappeared. The one where me and Dan were having the big call out over his shit and fucking people over and, you know, because he was denying for years that he had any, any authority to delete or edit anybody's post on there. And I called him out and he fucking admitted it. And I told him to go fuck himself. And like 30 seconds later, I was fucking locked out of fucking MA. And that was pretty much, pretty much it, you know? So it's, yeah. it's kind of a shame, but I think one of the biggest problems with that website is they sh anybody that has a writing group where they're actually writing mopeds, they should be able to like throw down a hundred bucks a year and have their own little, you know, form page for their group, you know, privately and be a member without having to go through some of the ridiculous shit that some of the groups have had to do to become a official whatever gang, you know. I mean, I feel like nobody's had they to did do was like they just posted shit. a crazy video and they were like in, you know, it's like, yeah, they were like helping paint out of a bucket and get it all fucked up and stupid and I was like, Okay, that's that's fine. Just I I know when uh El Hotpucho or whatever it was, the shop they had in Colorado, they'd, they'd always had their like little moped rides during the week and they'd serve some beer and stuff. And they had the tables out front and one of the black, black guys was out there and he was like oh, drawing little penises and shit on the table. And they're like, hey man, quit doing that. They wipe it off and he goes back to do it again. So um, they had Jason take him in the back to show him some triads and that. And so they went out there and grabbed some frozen shrimp out of the fucking freezer and went out there and like stuffed him down in his fucking gas tank and pissed it in his gas tank and, and shit. And one of the other black, black guys saw it and just kind of smirked because they knew the guy was being a dick. And then he's out there in the parking lot with the carburetor off sitting there with the, sitting in the puddle of piss and gas trying to get his bike started. And they shoved shrimp down the fucking intake on his bike too. And, uh, Oh. And he, he finally ended up just having to load it up and get out of there. But oh, that was a pretty entertaining story. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And here we are. We thought we did it first. Turns out it was done first when Crazy Wayne was on the circuit back in 1949. <laughs> Not quite that far back. I did, I did get down to the, the first late birds rally, which was a hell of a hell of a good time there. I'm curious, know. how many Depends do you go through each ride during the rallies these years? Yeah. Um, usually I have to hand them out to the kids that can't handle their liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, what, what's been like your favorite moped rally? Um, I think the late birds was probably one of the, you know, a really good one. We had one where we, we camped up in the mountains of, up above uh, Santa Cruz there. So I basically rode my bike from Oakland down to San Jose with all my gear and shit on it and threw some of my gear in the truck. And then we rode up into where the redwoods redwoods were and then the next day we rode down to uh to santa cruz and came all the way back and then i rode all the way back there awesome. so i did like a three, 350 mile trip round i think that one yeah. on a little samadhi twin twin sport that's tight so, so uh, that was a pretty good ride really i know we had the two mo yeah well we had one. like a we had a private section of it going off there, you know, so I'll pace myself on the drinking. So I was still up and screaming and running around and fucking creeping up on people in their tents and shit, fucking with them. <laughs> oh, crazy Wayne. Creeping up on your tent. That's what you want to see at night. Oh, peeping, peeping Wayne. <laughs> Trying to see whose dick's out. So, uh, so Charlie Buzzard. It was, it, was a, uh, it was a lot of fun. We went to uh, the Invitational that the uh, Black Black had down the Bay Area there. We're, we're all camp. We're out the campground there and uh, Rodney from, from Treats is there and the guy's like uh, um, spicing the hamburgers that are coming out the grill. So it's like, hey, you want the mushrooms with your hamburger? And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, fine, I'll do that. <laughs> and then he's like, one, dude, somebody fucking dosed me. I've never done this before. <laughs> so, just so relax. Like, You'll be fine. Yeah, just like relax. So I just kind of hung with him, didn't fuck with him, you know, because because if you don't know, it kind of, kind of, kind of spooks you there. And then I was like, you know, fucked up, and I jumped in the fire and started dancing in the fire, and I fucking fell out of the fire instead of into it there. But it was all good. I didn't step on the, the potato somebody was cooking in the fire, so I didn't destroy any food. But yeah, that was so, a, a good little invitational. And, and the funny thing is, yeah, everybody takes shit differently too. Like you can give one dude some drugs and they'll ride it out, and other people just like get panicky about it, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, especially the anxiety kids that have never had any stress because mommy's always been there. And I don't know what to do. Handy. Who do I ask? <laughs> yeah, yeah you got to have some pacifiers to hand out at the rallies for those just to shut up the whiners. No, I just shut the fuck up, mind my own business, and ride it out. I'm going to show you guys a whole wall of uh, participation trophies if you don't shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that works there. But down at the Late Birds rally, it was kind of crazy. I like, come out of the bathroom taking a piss and I come out there and I'm hearing all this fucking noise and there's like some dude just fucking slamming into a cast iron bathtub in the middle of the room and his fucking head is split open and shit and uh, I don't know if it was Chris from Moped Warehouse or Goons from 77 but Benji ended up with two broken fingers on his hand where they were just trying to jack him the fuck over because he was being successful with his business and I was just like fuck this is nuts and then there was a Somebody had put a dual disc motorcycle fork on a on a moped, and of course somebody had to go ride it and hit the front brake and like slam the fuck out of themselves right in front of the rally. There, it was like okay. total washout. Yeah, suddenly oh, the brakes oh, actually yeah. work. 
this total total face plant over the bars. But uh, you remember that video they showed where they had the race and like the drunk guy kind of stepped out in front and got slammed. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, we were there. That. Okay, so when we were doing the the Saturday ride going down to the beach with the late birds, I'm like blasting down the hill and this other, I'm watching these two and this one chick. She like stalls in the middle of the road. So this guy's doing about fifty and he he's gonna like pass her, you know, through the double the double yellow box there to get around her ass, and she just fucking pushes, doesn't look, just pushes the bike right into him. So he hits that, flies over, and then drills another guy on the side of the road there that, you know, broke his collarbone. So I set some fingers and taped him up and did first aid on those guys, and the ambulance shows up, like, get an ambulance, it's going to be 14 bucks, and they're not going to be able to do anything for you, you know, but he went on the ambulance, he's like, oh, you're right, that chick was all complaining about her ankle and stuff, so that was, uh, what was the name of their group? They were out of Colorado. I can't remember the whole name. But, I don't know. Too many clubs. But that was, that was a pretty gnarly hit, you know, considering that he pretty much just broke a couple fingers on that one. It was pretty good. So that was like the finger fuck rally, you know, was, <laughs> was all that there. And, um, just full of sexual references Moped. for everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the Moped, Moped has the group that I'm with. They started off in Europe in the late 90s and then migrated into the San Jose Bay, Bay Area, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's who I've been like kind of riding with with mostly was down the, there. Was so. that Ass Riders or what was that one group that we were talking about with? Uh... The Koopa Kings. <laughs> the Asphalt Riders <laughs> or something. Yeah. Is it the, 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 the scooter gang? Like, yeah, it's like some national scooter club. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> I think it's I asphalt riders, but it's like ass. Yeah, ass riders. Oh well, dude. Like, so that, um, that could be. So Charlie Buzzard uh, hit us on Instagram, and he uh, his question was, "Where is it?" Uh, I lost it, man. Uh, I think well, it was. I have to call uh, him up and ask him what his question was. I, I think it was like just uh, what's up with the uh, 1977 moped conspiracy. It's it's the, the same old shit. The conspiracy, you know, Dan Dan basically owned 77, and uh, Simon was his cousin, and they pretty much put together the Moped Army website to kind of get business directed to him. Uh, Dan's wife is really good at Photoshop. So if you look at the old bikes that they had, I noticed this, that all the bikes were put together in Photoshop because if you look at the rims on them, they got two of the spokes are laced wrong. And that same rim is in the same clock orientation on like 15 different bikes that they allege that they built. So who knows what, if they ever ran or, or other things. But there were a lot of, a lot of people that got burned buying stuff in the in the San Francisco area. You know, you buy something, you go to pick it up, and the DTS is missing off of it, and, and that it's all pretty much in my profile there before that one gets deleted. If it's not already gone, who knows? There's a lot of butt hurt. Butt hurt. Butt hurt. Butt hurt. Oh yeah, I gotta send some diapers to Dan and Simon because they're gonna need them to catch all the blood with their foot out of their ass. Yeah, I think Charlie's Charlie's actual question was, "What was your longest skid?" And well, I he asked two questions. Oh, was that the? I thought I only oh, saw the one. My longest skid. What? Yeah, my my long. longest ass skid or my longest skid on a bike? No, well, the now one, I want to know yeah, both. Yeah. What's, what? <laughs> First off, I want to know what's an a, what's an ass skid. 
and ask it is when you got the shits and you just can't get it off like a dog running across, dragging your butt across the floor. <laughs> Pinstripe in the white carpet. Man. Man, your mother must have fucking hated you. Just shitting oh, no, and then wiping somebody, your ass on the carpet? Come on, dude. Shit. This was this was this was at a, at a at a party where somebody gave us all like really bad food and like everybody was uh, was it Philly? <laughs> Never spaghetti well, all over again. Well, well, there was a, a a Mexican restaurant that opened up in Mammoth Lakes that was used by the Rampart Police out of L.A. that they were basically using to uh, to kind of run their money through from their things that they were scamming. Let's just put it that way. So they had their grand opening. And they made, like, this big pot of, like, 50 gallons of pinto beans. Well, they left it out and never put it in the refrigerator. Okay? Rancid. So 120 people got food poisoning from that. I was one of them included. And I basically went back there and, like, roosted on their fucking front door. Because <laughs> I was not happy. But it turns out that they had chartered a bus to bring all their friends up from L.A. Well, they made it from Mammoth Lake to Lone Pine when the driver of the bus abandoned the bus and everybody on it and said, fuck the company and everything, because there was no bathroom on the bus and everybody was just shitting and puking on it. So uh, that was uh, like the biggest joke ever of a fucking grand opening in there. And then later on in that bar, they ended up filming a, a video called Snow Horse. So when we... So a friend of mine bought the place to make into a mountaineering shop there. And so when we did that, we saved that one particular bench for the uh, change in them and the sporting goods store. No whores? <laughs> no whores, yeah, was called it. So they basically filmed it while the bar was open, people sitting at the bar watching them going at it. <laughs> so now we know the skid story. What about the moped skid? Okay, well, it wasn't exactly a moped skid. This was a Yamaha RD250, a friend of mine that used to race them up at Sears Point, which is now called Laseka. Um, this was in the 80s there, so we were, he was really good at porting, we are adding a little groove ports in the cylinder there to get a little bit more out of it, and I was sitting up and just doing a test run on the bike, and I was doing about, uh, probably about 105, and somebody lost on one of the hairpins that came across in front of me and I had to catch some rear brake and somehow I kept it up going through all the fucking grassy field and shit by just getting on the back seat of it there and didn't eat shit but I thought I was going to fucking die when I went off into the fucking weeds there for I think I did it for probably 140 feet that's pretty far on that one there but I think the fastest I did on a bike was on a uh Suzuki triple seven fifty. I had that thing up to the past one forty when I backed out of it. Because it started to get a little light in front of him. Yeah, the fastest I've ever been on like a street bike is right around one twenty five, one thirty ish, and it gets a little fucking hairy. Yeah, yeah. Like when when that front end starts to feel light, it's like, oh fuck yeah. Yeah, the fly at one forty you get over one forty, anything will fly in the and hell I was only like fifteen or sixteen at the time riding it and one of the cops well, they, they, they knew it was me later, but there was, like, no way that they caught who I was, and that was up in the mountains. Yeah, it's so just dangerous quick. All of a sudden, you start clicking, yeah. clicking off lines, and, you know, 140 miles an hour, <laughs> shit comes up on you real fucking quick. Yeah, yeah, when the, when the 
when the lines on the street are going by like computer code, you know you're fucking moving. <laughs> yeah, I always felt like I was going to get the speed wobbles. Like, you know, I didn't have a uh, steering dampener or anything like that on it, so I, I cut out. It kind of freaked me out. Yeah, that was one nice thing that they, the Yamaha's 650 twins, they had like a knob on some of the mid-70s ones where you can crank it down and get a little more dampening and lighten it up when you're, when you're riding around town so you can get a little little quick dive on it. Yeah, dial it in a little bit. Shit, I need one for yeah. my DRZ because I come out of, out of a corner hot and like you're on the rear of it completely twisting into the next corner. And so that, that breakover, once you get over center into the next corner, just starts to wobble on me. Yeah, well, that's how you got to put the power to bring it up. But if you, if you got your tracking wrong on it, you got you to get your fork angle out there a little bit more. Yeah, I just dialed the fork the suspension in some to hopefully to help with it. Yeah, that's that's what that's the one thing that's really nice about the handling on the motor becanes is they got that nice they got a little more angle on that front fork and they just they just little body English and they'll just kind of glide around the, the turns once you're cruising. Okay. So you wanna tell us about um, the moped head? A moped head. Okay. Uh, the, the group was started, I think, up in Holland, and they were basically just kind of bumming around. There was like five or six of them, so they kind of just worked their way through Europe, just kind of crashing out here and there, just kind of kind of playing the homeless scene on a moped, doing Europe on the cheap. And then uh, I think it was in uh, about 1992, they, they were down around England, and I can't remember the main guy that started it. He moved down here to San Jose. And then uh, after being here a couple of years, then he just found another moped and got started and got a group of people going there. And that was the creation of the uh, moped head. So um, we had a few rallies. There was kind of the first rally I went to was, was one of theirs and all the others. And they just kind of embraced me and helped them kind of do some shit and do a little bit of my madness to a couple bikes there. And uh, we recently had uh, one guy here, Robbie, um, he was right. He was visiting his mom in Vegas and riding the Greyhound back, and he stopped in King City. There, we're not sure what happened. He was shit faced or what, but he got ran over by two cars, so we lost yeah. one of the guys in our group there. So yeah. we're going to be having a memorial ride for him. So we're trying to put together a ride here in the future. I might build up a bike for our rally to see what what goes on here. Yeah, that's that's, that's, yeah. that's dark. Yeah, that was kind of a dark one there. Like, oh, it got fucking ran over and like nothing. And like, like the cops and nobody knew anything. Just had to like kind of bug them. And they're like, oh, we don't know what that is. Oh, we found his wallet. Oh, he did have money in his wallet. And because it was like, I guess a couple of years before that, that the coroner ran over somebody who was walking on the side of the road and that guy like kicked into the carpet. So it was kind of like, yeah, what's going on in this little one horse shit town? Damn. So. Not enough stoplights, clearly. No, well, there was. He was in a crosswalk, so it tells you. <laughs> yeah, jaywalk. It's safer. <laughs> That's crazy. Definitely safer to jaywalk sometimes. So, uh, what are your future plans with mopeds, man? You planning to stick around for another, you know, ten years, fifteen years? You can call it a day. Are you still I'm gonna... rallying? Yeah, I'm going to try and get to some rallies here. So I'm trying to pull the plug with my union. I've got almost enough. You know, i got to get 200 more hours in with them, and then I can just start kind of fucking around and doing shit again here. I'm going to build up some more of my little uh, Twinbleed 
pipes and stuff and do that. I've got a couple things I do really nice with the little promo pipes, makes them a hell of a lot quicker, a little dual bleed. Sort of like the, the the setup. If you go to the Fred Crazy Wayne, not so crazy on MA, you'll you'll see the thing there where Felipe uh, or whatever the kid's uh, his name there. And what he did, he was getting a little V1, doing a little over 60, about 63 miles an hour with, with just a little promo pipe on there that was modded. So they can be, they can be shortened and reworked pretty simple there. But uh, I think I was pretty much one of the first people to pioneer and get the uh, center bleed going on pipe. It was uh, before we went down to the Lake Bird's Eyes, a local kid up there that, you know, met him on the MAA and, we bought a few bikes, and his birthday was coming up for him to turn 21, so we tagged him along. So I built him up a little little bike there, a ported K-Star and custom intake and a little 19-millimeter on it and a few other little little things I did and uh, reworked his Estrel pipe, cut the baffle out of it, and made it into a little dual bleed. And I just basically gave it the same port timing I would give to just a regular, you know, Every day, we had hard work in chainsaw porting because it was a lot like one of the home light saws. It had basically the same parts. So, kind of set it up with some decent timing. And that fucking thing was probably one of the top 10 quickest bikes there. I know Jeff Choke was like pretty impressed with it. I tipped him off on a few things to do with his bike there. And he ended up winning the Plumie Cup because I figured he, he pays attention. He deserves it because he was trying to help us get a piston for somebody that sees their kit and he just didn't have one in stock. But Hell, good people. Hopefully, he'll get back in the little heads here again. But uh, the secret on the the dual bleed pipe is the center bleed on it. You you don't lose the wave coming back, and as the heat goes up in the pipe, the wave moves faster. The RPM goes up. So if you get a small bleed running out the back, or you have it where you can regulate it off and on, so that starts to heat up the back end of the chamber of the pipe. And therefore, it'll it'll widen its power band without setting this up to one speed, and that that way you get another eight nine hundred RPM out of the top of it before mm-hmm. the uh, wave is coming up there, and the pistons already closed the exhaust port before the wave hits. And that speeds it up a little bit. Running alcohol fuel blend in, it will do the same thing if you run a dual carburetion setup, because the alcohol wave will move faster than the gasoline wave. So you run a dual carb setup, but that's a whole another little well, then you're gonna run like crazy high field. compression too because it'll burn it yeah but um you set your time I, in late as is, fuck because it, it, it yeah. burns so fast you can set your timing late Keep it yeah cool. you don't have to have you don't have to have a retarding uh uh ignition system on it you can just, just add the alcohol to it so if you you run like a sha or something small and then you've got your your other carburetor set up with the alcohol and you crack open if you run two shas you're you're still getting as much flow as a 22 millimeter carb. Be there, just run the other one, but you got you need a really big jet on it. Because I, I know when you the Tilson carburetors, when you had to open those up, because if you're just running it straight, you can only run about 50 percent alcohol with about a 13 to one compression. You know, if you if you get below that, it doesn't want to ignite. If you got to have enough gas in it, we'd set up a little little four cylinder Vega that's running fifty percent gas, and people just couldn't figure out how they were getting fucking beat in their Camaro by a little fucking Vega. <laughs> it's like dudes are racing now; they're running straight ethanol, you know, in a lot of the race cars because they can they can get a lot more power out of it. Yeah, you, there's a lot concept. more. There's a lot more in that alcohol. When I was a little kid, we raced quarter midgets, and I think when we ran the Bose engines. 
in ours. And I think my brother still holds the record for the track in Arizona. I'm they're running those little, those little, uh, like, uh, little remote control cars, like HPI motors and shit. Those are methanol, yeah. methanol motors mixed with oil. It's just a two-stroke fucking motor, you know? Well, yeah, but that's, you know, a lot, a lot of those are running nitromethane and that on those. Yeah, nitromethane, sorry. Motors. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you can run a little nitromethane in there to, to give it a kick, but um, there was one thing that uh, Raymond down in the oh, Apple Valley there where they raced at the track there, me and him used to communicate a lot. We didn't actually post this online, but I was really concerned about people mixing benzene and other chemicals like that with the gas because we had some issues at Sears Point. We're running up there with this one fucker. <laughs> had his fuel there but you had to keep it in ice chest because if it got over 85 degrees it started to fucking off gas and that shit will just like yeah the, 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 the flash point's so fucking low on it yeah yeah it'll give you it'll give you diabetes it'll fuck your liver up fuck your kidneys up and and everything else and we were just always kind of wondering if Christopher from LA if, uh, you ever heard of he using uh Tuline as a like a uh Octane booster? It's a paint chemical? Yeah, I, I think that's the one that actually helps peak the power at about 12,005. Yeah. So there's, there's the one there that works great, really good at, at doing that there. And it'll give you about a 7 to a 12%, depending on how well you're set up to run it. Yeah, you don't need much of it, like a cap full to a gallon, basically. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't need a lot. But, but the big thing is, it's like when everybody's sitting there, you know, ready to start off the race, that's when everything is like running rich as fuck and, and that's where everybody's going to get the absorption. Because that stuff, you know, you know, the benzene and that, if that shit gets on your on your hands, it like will absorb into your skin so fast and so hard that if you're working with it. And and get, nowadays, the, the, the racing sanctions are, are set and up and like... Hazing was another one that was really fucking bad that guys were running. Yeah, but now, nowadays you don't do that. Everybody gets the gas in the same fucking pump for their bikes, you know. That, yeah, that right. levels up the playing field, so there's no, like, you know, combustible advantage or disadvantage. Well, the some of the go-kart stuff that they do, which is, like, super sanctioned, they're, they're like, really concerned with that, where they were almost going to be like, okay, we've got a fuel truck out here, and everybody gets their fuel from that because there are guys, like, you know, cheating that, that get to, like, main event, and all of a sudden just, you can just smell the difference in the in the vehicle, you know, when they're like buzzing around the track. Yeah, they they do it in little and like the kids racing bikes nowadays too. Yeah, so they're just basically fucking their kids. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, is My it? Kid's gonna win is the it? Race, but he's going to be in a wheelchair and fucking race die by twenty three. Not necessarily. I mean, they're 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 giving everybody the same same fuel, you know, and it levels a playing field. Right. So now that uh, instead of having a mechanical advantage. You know, I mean, gasoline, the type of fuel can, chemical advantage, can give you not a mechanical, chemical, yeah, a chemical advantage. advantage. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> can give you a hell of an advantage. But now you, you got to rely more on, you know, the, the bike itself and the rider, you know. Right. Right. So it's not necessarily fucking anybody. It's, you know, it's, it's making it a real race. Just like people were bitching about NASCAR when they went into you know, restrictor plate racing and all that shit. And they're like, people are yeah, so about it didn't that, take but... them very long to do that. And what Visser uh, was doing with his there is we had a balsa wood plate that went underneath the carburetor. Okay. Because it had to be those restricted, but it didn't say what material it had to be made out of. Well, the balsa wood would like disintegrate. Another... Yeah. Well, no, it wouldn't disintegrate, but it would breathe. But would actually, you'd suck another 10 or 20 CMF through the balsa wood. <laughs> No, that's crazy. That's funny. <laughs> so uh, you'd get that little advantage, and it's like, 
because um, I know that this or he like did the first designs on all the that Elbrock uh, nitrous injection that everybody did for for them, and it's like he's laughing because it's like you know the Chevy sixty nine V8 thermal quad carburetor manifold. There's twenty more horsepower of that than the Edelbrock straight out of the box, and if you cut the plenum down in those, and well, like a little heart shape, he's in about three quarters inch down in it. You pick up another 20, 30 horse. And you, well, it's the only way to make the, the carburetor run because otherwise, just a thermo toilet. It just um, it just dumps you know fuel into it with ther- no advantage. Yeah, those things are well. If if you set up your thermal quad right, because the secondaries work on vacuum, if you get that set up properly, same as my quadrajet. Work. Yeah, yeah, they, the quadrajet will work really good. The thermal quad was Chrysler, excuse me, the quadrajet. Yeah, and the quadrajet yeah. secondaries are much larger than any. Right, right. You know. Yeah, I got the two confused there, but yeah, that should have been the uh, quadrajet. Okay, yeah. But the quadrajet speed on that because that's the Chevy getting mixed up with my Dodge, my Chevy. <laughs> I fuck yeah. with some carburetor shit. Yeah, so so that would work, and and where your cylinder heads work, you, where they had the little steps in the pocket, if you grind that that little step outward gets the flat part of the head you pick up 20 horsepower right there lower compression but you you've got your burn moving across the chamber better on it and i would pick it up because i know we had a somebody from england they had a small block chevy that like nothing on this thing was fucking stock roller cam and everything and i was there when they were like one of the first times i went over there to really shop my friends you gotta come over here they're gonna you know, run this thing on the fucking dyno so it was aspirated small block chevy and it had nitrous nitrous injection on it there, but one of the fuel nozzles on it wasn't like opening up to give it the extra fuel. So he does like the first full get like seven fifty and eight, you know, eight hundred and fifty horse. And you can hear it's making a noise. So I'm like standing back about four people looking through the window there on it there. So he just says, Fuck it, I'm gonna just see what it'll do. So he gets it up there and it got to about eleven hundred and three horsepower and it fucking imploded itself. <laughs> it exploded Jesus. and came back in so it was like all the all the the studs and the block and everything had fucking ripped out you know so the heads were like flopped on there the only thing we managed to save out of that motor was the fucking camshaft but so even that one how the fuck you, it didn't wipe it out you know no, it, it it wiped everything out. It threw the fucking crank and rods and, and just like like everything. It fucked the it it because camshafts are so fragile. You can you can crush those lobes. You know you wouldn't think you can, but you can crush them. Yeah, but this was a billet billet roller cam, so it wasn't gonna uh, get. Yeah, those things are. Every, it, it got it got missed out of everything else. It got missed, but there was fucking oil yeah. coming out of the fucking walls for like three months after that. It just about came through the brick wall. There. People talk about performance shit like that, and like, and I don't understand exactly how nitrous works. But what I was explained is basically when you put nitrous into a motor, it creates a void, which uh, basically assists the vacuum to draw more fuel and air, as well as it cools that air and fuel going into the oh, engine no, it, to create horsepower. No, no, it's a it's an oxidizer, so you've got to dump a lot more fuel with it, or it just turns into a cutting torch, like when you hit the button when you're cutting steel. So, so when your nitrous comes on, you've got to have it. You got to increase your fuel pressure. You got it. You got to increase your 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 fuel. I thought about taking a PBHG and using the choke circuit there and blowing some nitrous through there, but it was going to back pressure the carburetor, so I decided against it. But but if you were able to get it to where it was a base injection, to where when you would hit the choke, you know, because you can drill out the jet on that, where you'd get that big dump of fuel in there. 
you could probably get away with it, but your piston's still going to get fucking hot after a little bit. I mean, that's when a dual carb setup would come in, so you can delay the opening of the second carb until you know, like when your uh, nitrous cuts on. And then yeah, but when that nitrous comes intake. on, you need you need like four times the fuel, and and if you're running that nitrous, you got to get your compression way down, like on a V8 or something like that. You got to be like a seven to one because it's, it's 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 pretty fucking violent when that shit goes off, guys. What does that have to do with mopeds? So, so you got so to get that riddle round, you know, seven and a half, eight to one. It's got nothing it's, to do with mopeds. To... No, definitely. You guys are no. just a bunch of, you two dudes are a bunch of old fucking redneck motor nerds, dude. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, talking about the flying, the, the, what he says, what's the, the thermo quad is the flying toilet of carburetors. You guys are talking about fucking yeah. trucks and fucking Chevys and goddamn fucking implosions. And I'm like, you guys just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Okay. Well, we'll, 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 wiping cams? How about wiping ass? <laughs> uh, so, so we'll 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 cover uh, squash chambers. How's that? Squash zones and all that on the cylinder heads. Does that help you? Oh, squish. Yeah, the little squish, the squash, squash, the squash. some sasquatch. Yeah, the the sasquatch. So, when you're um. When you're setting up your splash, if you're just doing like a sprinter bike that's just going to be doing short little runs, you can have your your head and your piston face pretty close to parallel, a couple degrees off because of the, the as it as it comes in, it accelerates because it's working into a smaller zone area there. And if you're running at more long, wide open throttle there, you're going to create more heat and then you need a little bit more angle in your squash zone. To do that, and the higher the RPM you want, the smaller you want your squash area there. Which but you want to make your a wider squash head. also lower a squish or whatever you want to call it also lowers your compression ratio some. Well, that depends on how you cut the pocket out in the head. Oh yeah, that would be different. But yeah, so the the way I the way I would CC my my heads and do it is I don't do it from the exhaust port up because once you got the pipe going and it's pumping it's it's a whole nother world. So I'll take what the total volume of the of the cylinder's displacement is from the bottom of the stroke all the way up and and work that in there to somewhere around nine and a half to uh, uh, maybe eleven and a half, depending on how hard the pipe is hitting. Yeah, yeah and yeah. You're, you're getting in the race gas territory there once you step over nine and a half. Yeah, well, if you're running water cooled, you can get away with a little bit more because you've got the extra cooling on there. But if you're if you're running air cooled, you got to back off on your compression or you're climbing a little bit. So so it's just a, a, a combination of those. But I know that from the dirt bikes and that we found that when we ran those on the dyno, that usually eight, 18 we found that about 18 degrees timing at about 9,500 RPM because that's what we ran most of our bikes at. That that seemed to be the key thing. If you could run that timing and then you'd work your compression and your fuel around that. Yeah, so you're firing your timing early in the early in the combustion stroke or the compression stroke, so it gives you more room to burn it. Which gives you gives you more room to burn, and there were you know a little bit bigger displacement there. But even on the on the mopeds, 18 degrees, if everything's good. You know, because if it's getting too hot, you, you know you have a timing. It's timing before jetting, and then you just kind of work your 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 compression down until you got that where it is. But uh, for the average moped rider, none of this shit makes any sense or even matters. You know, like most of these guys are out here on the streets just trying to either get, oh. get through a rally, get back and forth to work. You know, like 
Yeah, they're just slapping a kid on and going, and then they're wondering why everything goes bad. Or it doesn't go bad. <laughs> I mean, I have, I've had bikes where I never even set the ring gap and just ran it. Drove one of them to Maryland, just like blind as fuck, but happy as hell. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you get one that, that you know, has the clearance. So a lot of, a lot of times the, the, the kids will, will come out there and they're just, you know, they're set up to run with a stock and soft or a really weak pipe. So they so, don't have to blow down. Yeah, my question is, up. have you ever felt like you're, you're like, um, you're, you're over engineering, over engineering, over knowledge has ever like been, uh, you know, kind of a problem, you know, for you, like in communicating with people who are layman's, you know, like trying to explain to them how to turn a bike into a race bike when all they want to do is get to work. And then, yeah, well, I, I tell them what they need to do and they, they want me to hold them by the hand and explain all the theory behind it sometimes. And sometimes I don't have that much time. I'll just show them to a link that has it already covered. You know, there's so many repeat posts of information on the on the site anymore. True. It's kind of crazy. What would be like your your best recommendations to someone who just got a moped who doesn't and, have a lathe and is looking to do minor upgrades? Uh, which bike? Let's say E50. A little E50? Yeah, something simple. I'd, I I would I would get the little baby tree three kit. And I would set it up with the uh, reed kit for the reed block. You want to get the single pedal that was used for the Palmos that was the fiber one. That one actually has a really good flow to it. And then run one of the Molosi's uh, pedals on it. Uh, they come in different ones, so you can get the flap on it. That and a little 15-millimeter carb and a little uh, tool bleed estrel. Or a little bit of this. Got, if you don't have any eardrums and, and you know, a little bit of a... Little bit of a Spring in the clutch, and you should be all right. You just gear it till seventeen forty-five or so, and they should be pretty good. So just kind of get a cruise, and just uh, if you got point, pull the flywheel off. Make sure you don't have any hits in them, because the engines when they stop, the magnet loves to sit them stop with the points right where they break, and you get rough hits there. If you got rough hits on your flywheel, your timing is going to be erratic, and you're never going to get the thing to run right. Uh, like on the cam. Yeah, if, if you've ever had one that had the pitted cam and you just can't get it to, to, to time right, there was a, a a time where I had one I had to replace the flywheel on it from treats, and somehow they got some that were shipped that, you know, so I can't get this thing to time in. I'm like, okay, I was like, this is a ZA flywheel. <laughs> yeah, well, it's also the basically time in from the, the back slide. On, on the so, actual so points got, themselves, too which caused a lot of problems. And then people basically run out of timing quickly. So like the gap in the points, you know, like the little, the little tip at the end of the rods on the cam that if that's, it's that's, rust yeah, on the that cam thing follower. just wears the fuck out super fast and all of a sudden their points are just closed in like, you know, 50, 50 miles this is why you got to, this is why you got to pull the flywheel off and clean that up, you know, with some scotch 800 paper yeah. and, and yeah, or scotch bright. And then, uh, Get a little uh, lithium grease on there, and get get a little uh, gear oil or something on the felt there, so it'll so it'll lube itself and keep going. And use the Bosch points. Don't mess with the others. There's a chainsaw part. There's a chainsaw one. You can get them for steel. Those the warehouse up in Seattle still. Yeah, because a lot of the cheap points tend to like walk back and forth a little bit, and then you can't yeah. get a good contact. Yeah, they they won't hold a decent contact. So, um, and it's the points that they use for the steel O seventies. Yeah, those the old 70 teams, I think, was the one in the old 80s. I think those were the ones that had the same Bosch flywheel. When was and the first time I you had, ever fucked a steel chainsaw? 
Never. Um, <laughs> well, you see, back in when 1985. I 13, <laughs> when I was 13, back in 73, 74, mm-hmm. I had a steel AV41. Mm, that's, a, that's a good model there. Got good yeah. curves. <laughs> well, the, the thing that I had to wrap my head around was how to use the dial dial indicator to set the point. So I had to like, you know, because any, anytime anybody tries to like figure that one out, it can be pretty confusing for, yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I had to get past the uh, the whole thing of just trying to trying to actually figure it out versus putting my hands on it, doing it, and yeah, it got kind of simple. Just find top dead center, make some marks, set it at zero, and then goes whatever the degrees. Or the book tells you if you're trying to set, you know, factory specs, and it's just yeah. you just follow the lines, and if the points are still open there, you need to adjust the points until they're not. Yeah. So that yeah, the easiest way you you want to do it to find your TDCs, you want to get a long bolt or a long spark plug, set it in the cylinder, and roll it back and forth both places, make a mark on the case and on your flywheel, and just where it stops, don't try to spin it, you know, crush your piston. And then in between those two points measured there is TDC and on a, a Bosch 88 millimeter flywheel, 360 millimeters all the way around on the circumference. So each, each millimeter is one degree. Put a mark at 16, put a mark at 20, and set your timing in between there and check it with a timing light. And to do that, you should be golden. And you rev it up, look at the timing light. If it's jumping around, see what's going on with your flywheel. So that's usually when you got the pit, but... I think a lot of people get bummed with the bikes, like you say. The cam faller wears out on the points arm, the points pose up, and they're like, what the fuck? Fuck this. You know, then you see it on eBay or Craigslist. People are just scared bucks, to fuck with well, it. They think it's complicated, you know, stuff. And, like, the reality is it's just counting. You know, it's not you – don't, you, don't, you can get – not that you can't get complicated with it, but you can really – It's in the end, it's way easier – because you can see what the fuck you're dealing with with points, you know exactly what's happening. You can build a simple, you know, battery powered, not necessarily like a strobe timing light, but like a, you know, take your your hot coil wire off and run it in a circuit so that you can tell exactly when the points open and close. Just so, get just get one of those throwaway cameras and pull the fucking flash bulb out of it. Yeah, anything. I, I made one out of two wires and some tape the other day <laughs> when we were in and, Detroit for Angel for do- bike. Yeah, yeah, but but you can do that, or you can just take stick a rolling paper in there, and it should just just break, you know. But you got your stator and everything set up. You know, you want to open them up between seventeen and sixteen thousandths on new, and go seventeen on used points because they're a little bit fuzzy. You know, I've got to go a little bigger on the used set. Should half the time I just eyeball it. Yeah, yeah, but I can just sit there and throw it throw it in there and eyeball it and make the fucker run. That's, that's no big deal. But yeah, because I'm not trying to race something. it. I you got, you got to have a little like, Right. You got some experience. You can just like slap it in there and make it go, okay, he's good. But Yeah, I know he's, he's not over three and he's, he's not close to one, so he's good. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere right. between the two should be fine. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, another little secret you can do is like on your, your needles, on your carburetors there, like get to where you get into like the blubber stage before you get on the pipe and where it just rolls on the pipe, just kill it and leave your throttle in that position there and then pull your air filter off and then put a little mark with a marker on your needle and then rate at that 
great at that point there. You want to sand your needle down a little bit so you get that step right when it kicks in, and you can drop the needle down a touch. And I actually, a lot of people aren't doing this, but I like the W5 needle in the 19 and the 21 CDHD. That one there has worked really good for me. I've had better results. Than let's that than let's talk about that. that some more with with their with the needle tuning. You said um, so when you find the sweet spot where it's like in between running rich and wide open throttle. Right, where where you're just kind of a little bit into the blubber there, and right when the pipe kicks on, that's when you need it richer. So when you're when you're getting into that point there, you can just run your needle a little thinner. So you know you're going to get the rich when the pipe hits, but um, I know a J-Bot called me and one time and he had, um, he had one, one kit that he ported that had, had the extra two little finger ports in it and that cured it there. But then he had an issue where he couldn't get it to tune through the blubber stage. And the thing is the way of going through your pipe, this is something I learned from a friend of mine that was building high stability speakers is a sonic, is a, is an acoustic wave. And the piston's diameter is the match to that acoustic wave. So, if you go to the very back cone of your pipe there, you don't want to match that acoustic wave perfectly. So what I do is I get a washer that's about four or five millimeters smaller than my piston, and I weld that washer in there, and then I put my little quarter in secondary bleed pipe in there. And what that does is it clean, helps clean up that wave because when your wave is distorted, it. when it's yeah. doing the blubbery thing, well, it's kind of slapping around. It's taking not the direct route because it, it isn't strong enough wave yet, but when it hits that, that flat disc in the back, it collects it back together and sends the wave back a little bit to the cleaner wave rather than a rattle wave that's elongated. So you, so it ends up tightening up the wave a little bit at, at the, in that blubbery stage there. And that, that'll, that'll get rid of that. But your, your, your bike basically, when you're, when you're tuning your, your, your carb, you should have just a little bit of blubber in it. You know, just before it rolls on the pipe, you want to have that so that you know you've got a little bit of rich. So if you're running downhill a little bit and you're on it, you, you know you've still got enough extra fuel in there because the pipe's going to hit with a little less throttle than uh, what you want to have going on there. Well, Crazy Wayne, it's been awesome talking with you. I hate to cut it short, but we're running out of time yeah. on the podcast. Okay. You're well, you're a wealth of knowledge and ridiculousness. Maybe okay, too much well, knowledge. You well, you've got my information. If or maybe you it's not do knowledge. Maybe one. it's opinions. Maybe he's not right. I, yeah, I could be all wrong on everything. Yeah, you That's might be all wrong. He is on the I podcast. Could be all wrong. So I, I, I could be all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I could be totally wrong. Dude, yeah. it's been it's been great bullshit with you. Thanks for coming on the show, man. But we've got to yeah. we've got to wrap it up here in a few minutes. And uh, yeah, Jason's got to go to work, and we've got to go go to bed eventually. Work. Oh, I don't have to go to work till Tuesday. Oh, Jason's on bastard. that ten Lucky job you. grind, man. <laughs> oh well. And you didn't get well, paid enjoy for this job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks again, man. Where can we find you on uh, Instagram? And well, no Instagram. I, no Instagram. I, I, I don't do Instagram. I pretty much uh, leave all that brain dissolving stuff to you guys. If we've got pigeons, what uh, area code do we? Was <laughs> <laughs> well, a pigeon? Uh, yeah, send the pigeon over. Yeah, yeah. that'll work. All right. Just hopefully, get, hopefully we'll get, get it back in my address. Piece. He'll find me. Okay. <laughs> Thanks again, Wade. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, man. Hopefully okay. We'll you've see got you. my you've got my profile link. That's got a valid email to me. Cool. Yeah. Cool, right cool. on. Yeah. Cool. And uh, look yeah. him up on uh, Moped Army and troll his post and you know. <laughs> yeah. OG Crazy Wayne at Gmail. Thanks, man. We really do appreciate you coming on. Like I said, you you know. 
for the for no some people love you, some people hate you, like but you know, you're an interesting person to talk to and you know, I'm glad we got to do it. Oh yeah. Well hopefully we'll meet at a rally sometime and we can really get into it. And then I can hold all your blubber. <laughs> <laughs> you can hold my blubber. Yeah, <laughs> I'll explain some things and show some things. We'll see how it goes. Oh boy! <laughs> the lights. I don't know out. if I have enough Adderall to get to stay that deep in the conversation. Okay. Okay. I'll try. Okay. Bye bye. Cool. Thanks, All right, bud. See ya. See ya. Crazy Actually, way for the podcast win. Yeah, that was, that was fun. That was that was different. You know. Lots of uh, tech talk. We we don't, do, we don't do a shit ton of tech talk. Yeah, Ashley was like reading books over here. Like <laughs> she cashed she cashed out when uh, when he was assuming Brittany was in the uh, the orgy tent. No, I think it was before that, dude. I think it was like the first line about something technical. She's like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. No laughs here. I'm on. <laughs> It's like when Jason asked me about about music. Sometimes you know that song. I'm just like, hmm, I don't know what the God. fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Oh, I don't man. pretend to know about anything. Yeah. No, that's cool. We got we got episode. The other now. side is if we don't if we don't cut it off somewhere, where does it end? Yeah, we could go on forever. If but you if you start the next topic, it could just another twenty minutes. You know, we we keep rolling, but it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I, I like that we don't. We used to be like, okay, we're doing an hour, and we cut it off, and it was like, sometimes I felt we cut them short on some that were really interesting, and then sometimes we just like. But see what happens. You've gone to a rally, right? And you're running to somebody like you kind of know, and you just like cordially ask them, like, "How's it going?" Or what's that dude's name? Used to come to all the rallies. Uh, big tall guy, older dude. I don't oh, remember yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. You, but you cordially like, "How's it going, man? What what bike did you bring?" And you're hoping the answer in your head. You're just hoping it's like, <laughs> "I brought a Tombos. Good to see you." You know, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> When you dive down the rabbit hole of, uh, but you're not prepared talk. for like a thirty minute conversation sometimes with somebody, you know. Like I can imagine going to a rally and meeting Crazy Wayne in real life the first time, and all of a sudden it's an hour and a half greeting. Yeah, I'm into it. I think that's kind of why it's I good do, for some people. I don't know that I can do it. I think that's kind of why I like the the podcast like forum style better because like that that was I think that was my main thing when we started was like. You go to rallies and you talk to all these people, but they are so short and like you're meeting everyone and you're saying what's up and you're catching with little friends and like every conversation is like kind of short and cut off and you don't really get to know or learn more about them. And, and the well, podcast, I thought the podcast was just so people would know our voices better. So when we showed up to rallies, like I recognize that voice. <laughs> the I, podcast is here. I know that laugh. I hope anywhere. they brought free intakes. <laughs> I know that laugh. Anyway, oh yeah, shout out to uh, Moped Money. Thanks for the intakes. Uh, the intakes Moped are Money. Oh, uh, dude, he asked the question. That uh, Moped Money asked the question that I forgot to ask Wayne. Oh, I don't think it's just like uh, like something about like poop parts or something. Before we kick out, can we hit the voicemail? Do you have any? Yeah, I got one. I already got pulled up. Look at this. We're on the same page. Yeah. God. God, he's do doing it. stuff. Let's hit this. <laughs> We're, we're, and now I gotta open it again. I had it pulled up and then we started talking. Oh, I got it pulled up right now. Psych! Oh, man. I don't Woods know what I did to it. Or not. Is that it? Is that the joke? Not. Old school, Ugh. like, fake outs, you know? Oh, you can't suck your teeth. Ash is gonna get mad. Oh, I switched to messaging. No, okay, it's cool. gross. I don't do that shit. Man. I, I, I did it one time, though. Because I remember my mom... Yelling at me about it. 
Don't suck your teeth. Why not, Mom? Whatever. You can't shake your foot. Cool. Let's hit it. Here we go. Only one. You found it? Hey, guys. It's Dylan St. John from Atlanta. Uh, thanks for answering my question on the last podcast. That was pretty dope. I had the question about the Minerali V1, what the best kit is. It sounds like the Polini is the way to go. Uh, I just listened to the podcast you guys had about the uh, Moped magazine with Mr. Pleasant. I thought you guys were being kind of harsh on him. He was uh, mm, definitely sorry. an eclectic fucking guy, but like, it sounds like the magazine to him is a piece of art that he's trying to make. Dude, Wayne's ruining you know, he's not, the voicemail. <laughs> you're not trying to make a moped magazine. You're trying to make a piece of art. I mean, the guy's name, Pleasant. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're giving him bad advice, but it's all very, like, practical. I'm like, you know, if he was practical to begin with, he wouldn't be making a fucking weird moped magazine, maybe? I don't, I don't know. He seemed like an interesting guy, but I don't know any backstory or any beef that he and the moped community might have had. Anyway, love the episode. Good work, guys. Keep it up. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, I mean, harsh. I don't think we we're harsh necessarily, but no. I think we were just like uh, not understanding and making it clear that like I think a lot of people don't understand. And we were just like giving our opinion, having a conversation. So yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't drop I a magazine on the shelf that's like uh, Hunter's National and then just have you know uh, kitchen items in it, you know. <laughs> Like, it just doesn't fucking make any sense to, like, name an art magazine a moped thing. and it, it, I don't yeah. know. I don't think we're super harsh. Compared to, like, the internet? Yeah, I right? mean... Like, the internet, like, in the drama that was going you on You want to make money? Was, like, you want to sell magazines? You want to, like, actually promote something and, and be part of the moped community like he says he wants to do? Then maybe, like, there's some... Tides that need to be shifted. You know, I'm not saying it's, you know, I can't shit on it totally. It's a, it's kind of a cool rag in a way, it. but, and he's doing it, which is a lot, and it's an investment. But again, if you're, you know, like from a business standpoint, for me, I'm just looking at it going, I wouldn't buy this business. Because it's what your, what's your market. If your market is Anything. mopeders in this community, then once you want to like do something that they're going to buy, like, yeah. or a, a big majority of them would buy. But yeah. if it's focused on art, who's going to pick up a magazine that says moped and think who's, it's about art? Yeah, exactly. And that's the, it's like the cross of it, you know? Speaking of moped magazine... Uh, Did we get a lawsuit? Cher- cherry? Oh. Uh-huh. Um, that, that, cher- that was my alarm to go to work. That means I need to leave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll cher- wrap it up. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, cherry? Miss Cherry? Yeah. What a, is that her name? The chick who was on the cover of the first one? The... She, they don't, she's in this one too. Yeah, yeah. They didn't put her name in this magazine. Cherry, whatever her thing is. Cherry, whatever the whatever, was in Richmond. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they just had the, um, the Guar singer, the die. Yeah, yeah, she was here for that? Because Brad told me he went, but didn't stay long enough to see Guar. Yeah, they had his, like, um... The Brocky Memorial. Yeah, like, his new headstone thing in the cemetery. I'm like, she was Is he buried in Hollywood Cemetery? I don't know what cemetery it is. I didn't... He... Because the thing went down in Hollywood Cemetery, so... Okay. Which is a hell of an honor, in a way. The the gravestone is pretty crazy. It's, like, pretty fancy-looking. It's real wild. But, yeah, I saw a picture of that on the internet, and I was like, oh... That's cherry from a magazine. That's crazy. Like, yeah, that was funny. No, I wish I wish uh, Mr. Pleasant and his magazine all the best. 
But again, it's confusing and, you know. And like like you said, even when we talked to him, he said, like, who knows, the next one could be even weirder. Yeah. Because that's like, he's just like doing his own thing, so. Yeah, maybe he'll name it appropriately. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That'd be um, weird. Also, um, John, St. John, um, the Polini thing? That's right. I think I still think Polini's best kit for V1, but I did stand corrected. Um, we had this thing about the, the Calibre or whatever being not the Calibre. What's the fucking V1 motor that we were talking oh. about? Where the ports for the plane oh. don't match. Oh, so I was right. You were right. I was I right. Wrong. So it's the Carabella. Carabella. Yeah. Polini I thought I was port. right. Yeah, you were right. Uh, Richie uh, fixed that for me. Richie Rouser? Yeah, Richie from Real Rouser. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Richie. Because uh, technically what I say on here is facts. No matter what. <laughs> whether I'm right or wrong. What's up, Moped but, Jesus? But I will stand here and uh, make a, a statement that I was wrong. Hey, man. It takes a real man to admit when they're wrong. <sighs> I was wrong. <laughs> Jason, it's been fun. Ashley, it's been fun. Let's wrap it yeah, up. Thanks, thanks for guys. listening, guys. Fuck your car. Ride my... Moped. Ashley, thanks for um, <laughs> hanging out. I know you yeah. could have been doing something else, anything else, anything. if you wanted to, but you spend your time with us. Yeah. And I like it. It's because she ain't going to work in the morning. I Ooh, do not. Neither do I, but I have to work right now, so we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Bye. Uh, random shitty outro song from this thing, or put in our real one later? Real, real one later. later. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moped Monday is the best podcast on the radio. Oh, 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 oh. Moped Monday, the best podcast on the radio. Thomas is the dick word on Wordnet Show. Ashley, take it. Roll call. My name is Ashley. I am the best. I giggle scissors and I shit best. What the fuck are you talking about? That's why we pre-record all rap songs. Okay, goodbye. <laughs>